0: And we are live. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 174, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff, and this fine gentleman to my side. <laughs> oh, it's...
1: Indubitably, it's me. I'm Steve.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the show, good sir. How are you hey, tonight, you... Stephen?
1: Quite fine, quite fine. Thank you very much.
0: Good. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content. We will be (laughs) drinking alcohol on the show, and in fact, it is Mixology March, so this month is all about cocktails. Uh, Let's see. I broke my normal... Train of thought. So where do I go from here? Oh, right. Uh, All Super Chats are read on the air, so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria. And if you want to join the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think Mm -hmm. about joining the Patreon or Floatplane. Links are both down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and the ever-growing and awesome community over there.
1: Yep, a little bit overdressed, but it is... Cocktails. So this is cocktail hour. That's so right. I thought I'd dress appropriately. That's
0: right. I, I started the show with nothing but a t shirt and, and yeah. I felt a little underdressed, so I I had to class it up with my denim dress shirt.
1: At least button getting a button down. Yes. Right. At least a button down. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. How you doing tonight, Sir Steve?
1: Uh oh, I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm I'm I was uh I I to admit, I didn't think I was gonna be on tonight. I thought I was gonna be uh Rhett. <laughs> I got my dates mixed up yep (laughs) so uh i had to go like and then and then on top of that you're like well we're doing cocktails instead of beer and i'm like i gotta get go to the liquor store and get some cocktail stuff um but yeah no i'm i'm excited now because i got i got uh the, the two drinks that i want to make and uh got all my ingredients in the background over here just ready to go excellent so uh now we just got to get the uh get the get the mixing going
0: yep well if you want to start us off i got to get just a little bit of ice so uh right i'll, I'll give you the floor and you can sure. make a drink
1: so i think i'm going to start out with an old um it's like an old 30s recipe i think it came out game popularity around prohibition era Mm -hmm. it's called the bee's knees oh yes and it's and it's basically a gin drink so it's two ounces of gin uh some fresh lemon juice uh and some honey syrup now it's not just straight honey it's just a one-to-one ratio of honey and water and then you're supposed to garnish with a lemon twist I, I i don't have any fresh lemons down here in my office i typically don't keep fresh lemons down in my office So I'm just gonna uh, forego the uh, the lemon twist. But it does say that I'm supposed to all add it to a shaker and shake it up and then just pour it into a a glass. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. Nice. Um, It doesn't say what kind of glass and I got my wife's fancy um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, martini glass here that I'm gonna use.
0: Bee's Knees is usually a coupe. But I guess a martini yes, glass will. I, I
1: don't. I don't have a coupe glass. That's, oh. that's true. Yeah, I don't have a coupe glass. But this is this. this no no this Nick
0: works, and Norros. Come on.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. My my glassware is actually ninety uh, percent shot glasses and pint glasses. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's it's basically it. I have some tumblers and I and I have some uh, snifters and stuff like that. But um, yep, and and some martini glasses here. But yeah, not a Nick and Nor. I don't have a coupe glass. Yeah, good. Good. If somebody wants to give me a Christmas present, I'm I'm missing some glasses in my uh, repertoire of glasses.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent, but uh, uh, I do have some coupes of sort. Mm-hmm. They're not the true round bottom coupes. They're right. more of a uh, thick stemmed, kind of halfway between a martini and a coupe. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like them. They're they're fancy right. enough. They look good on camera. Okay. They're comfortable to hold. They're pretty good. All right. So a bee's knees from Steve. A bee's knees is what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, While you're getting that ready, I'm going to introduce mine. Uh, I am doing also a Prohibition-era drink. I'm doing a Tom Collins. So what we're going to do is I'm going to crack some ice, hopefully very carefully with my... uh, Mm -hmm. It's been in the freezer a while, so... uh, I think we just might have to (laughs) drop it in as a wedge. Hey, there we got a good crack. There you go. All right. So we got one large bomb and then a a cracked ice. All right. (laughs) That was awesome. Trying to shake the ice down, and I shook it right out of the top of the glass. All right. Uh, Oh, I forgot my gin. Shoot.
1: Oh, you're going to need that. So, (laughs) yeah, mine requires gin too, and I went with the... um, New Amsterdam gin. Now, this is not exactly an expensive gin. Uh, Not my favorite. I've had much better tasting gins, but for doing cocktails, this one is great. I've not had it fail on me yet. Makes great lime gimlets, makes great gin and tonics. It's not that bad straight by itself either. And it's, uh, I think, well, here in Oregon, it's roughly about 14 bucks or something like that per bottle. So it's not too bad as far as gins go. And then, let's see, we need lemon juice. It's a good thing I have lemon juice here in these handy-tandy bottles here that look like uh, urine samples. (laughs) That
0: is uh, quite Mm, the lemon juice bottle. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It says, what does it say? Okay, three, four sounds. Okay, that's probably going to be all right there. Always add more if I want.
0: Unlike Steve, can. I've got fresh lemons.
1: I, okay, now to be fair, I just squeezed these. Did about, you just squeeze them? Okay. I just squeezed them like about 45 minutes ago. So okay. They're still fairly fresh.
0: All right. Well, I'm squeezing mine on camera, but, okay. but I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that yeah. one. Yeah.
1: I just know if I squeeze lemons here, it's just going to go all over my monitors and everything is going to get all lemony. Yeah. Smelling fresh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it smells wonderful here in the office now. So we're going to squeeze one full lemon into my Collins glass okay there's half of one the other half here
1: all right it's time to shake so yeah steve's
0: drink you shake mine you just build straight in the glass there's no shaking no no nothing to do
1: well i'm gonna wear a your smoking jacket I gotta I gotta wear like a shaker or yeah something. you, gotta, you gotta, make gotta, make shake right. gotta shake it I gotta shake
0: it I gotta shake it we're gonna do three quarter ounce of simple syrup there we go And then I like a little bit of a heavy pour of gin, and uh, this usually calls for two ounces. I usually like two and a half, and I'm using a Crater Lake Prohibition-era gin. This is a gin that's made from corn here in Oregon.
1: That's not the one. That's The one that you really like that you keep mentioning is the one from Bend. Uh,
0: really like. No, actually, the one that I like is from Hillsboro. That's a uh, Big oh, Bottom. Oh, right.
2: big, right. yeah, big, big Bottom Big Bottom, Big Bottom, yeah. that's right.
1: Man, I should have doubled mine, too. It's just this martini glass is so big, it looks like it's only half full.
0: (laughs) So we've got our two and a half ounces of gin in there with our lemon and simple syrup. And then we're going to top with sparkling water.
2: There we go.
0: And we have a Tom Collins. Nice. A little stir.
2: And there we go. Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, I've got to garnish it. And we're going to go all out for the garnish with both a cherry and a lemon wedge.
1: Wow, going super fancy. Yeah. Somebody just came in late why is steve dressed up like you after again cuz it's cuz it's cocktails it's cocktails we're doing cocktails it's, i like how he it's said smart. again cause, again cuz yes. he knows you
2: <laughs>
1: yes of course they <laughs> yeah, made in real bathtubs that's right bathtub gin is the best kind of gin
0: yeah there we go nice little
1: oh hey that, now that's really super fancy yeah you got a you got a little boat for your cherry
0: yep and there is a Tom Collins
1: perfect. here's my bee's knees excellent mm-hmm. I've actually never had a bee's knees so really I'm trying yeah, no i got.
0: I do like a, a good bee's knees
1: oh that is excellent I mm-hmm. think it could use a bit more honey though
0: yep yeah bees knees i usually like to make just a little bit sweeter than most mm-hmm. the recipes call for mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah like quarter extra ounce of honey is all it needs
1: yeah so that's i'm gonna make another <laughs> one of these eventually and it's gonna make it's gonna be more honey this yep. time around yep so because i was hoping because i i like that nice honey flavor i like that's why i like meat <laughs> get that nice honey flavor and things
0: hey jeff the key light is looking a little bit dim this evening um actually i have the light brighter than normal which is weird um I know Steve's white background might be throwing you but
1: it could be yeah on
0: on my monitor the contrast looks perfect on my side <laughs> so I'm going I'm going to go with perfect <laughs> but,
2: <laughs>
0: but who knows All right Now that we have our cocktails uh mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get into the news this week Let's do it Starting with uh Apple made a confirmation that uh they're moving a little bit faster on the whole discontinuing of x86 parts than people thought. Uh, starting with the iMac Pro. Yeah. Uh, once Apple's current supply of iMac Pros are gone, they are gone forever. Uh, you will be down to the uh, x86 Mac Mini, and I'm pretty sure those are pretty on, on a pretty short leash as well as far as lifespan. Uh, or the M1 Mac... Other than that, you have the standard iMac or the Mac Pro. Yeah. So
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been a long they've had the, the iMac Pro has been a long, pretty long running model for them too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been around since what, like two thousand five or six, I would think?
0: Uh, two thousand six was the first Intel Mac. Yes, um, that's what I mean. And yeah. and that was the the MacBook, the white MacBook, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a couple of months later, they introduced the iMac uh, and the Core Duo abomination that that CPU was. <laughs> yeah. Before very quickly replacing it with a Core Two Duo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, fifteen years is is how long they've been using Intel, and uh, the latest reports are that by twenty twenty two, we're going to have. Mac Pros that are ARM powered, that mm-hmm. are no slouches. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, i I couldn't fa- I couldn't verify this with a second source, uh, and so I didn't put it in the notes. But I will mention offhand that I did see a rumor. Um, I think it was yesterday that mm-hmm. in 2022 Apple is going to release a. 30 uh, 24 a 32 and a 64 core high performance Apple silicon Mac Mac Pro. Oh. Um, so fully expandable and and when I say 64 core I don't mean like the big little architecture I mean right. 64 high performance cores with wow. probably like 12 low power cores or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um that machine is going to be a beast <laughs> if if everything falls into place. Uh, I really want to look at one too when they yeah,
1: when they happen. I wouldn't want to see it, I would like to see it happen I'm not a big Apple fan, but I mean it's it's pretty interesting that they're switching you know their entire platform to, to arm.
0: Yeah. So should be should be an interesting year or so uh, mm-hmm. leading up to to that release. And uh, I know I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, but yeah, you can already start to see some of the the current products for Apple starting to die mm-hmm. off there. Uh, yeah, and it's rumored that in June, I believe it's June twenty third this year, is going to be a Worldwide Developer Conference. That's usually where they introduce new laptops, and uh, oh, okay. likely the MacBook Pros are going to be mm-hmm. fully tran- uh, transitioned over to Apple Silicon. So hmm.
1: should be uh, should be an interesting should, year. Yeah, should be should be an exciting one. At least for tech, it'd be interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Then these old ones are gonna become collector's items like a lot of Macs
0: yeah. kind of are. Well, no, what you do is you sell them on eBay as last of the Intel Mac Pros, or yeah, last, of the, last of the Intel Macs.
1: Like last of the Mohicans. kind right. of like, you know, yeah.
0: Uh, there are things with Apple that hold so much value that have absolutely no business holding value. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. Right, uh, last of the MacBook. Yeah. Uh, was one like the 2010 metal MacBook not even the white one but the metal one yeah. uh, people were trying to sell that as last of the MacBook and trying to charge like 750 dollars for what was a thousand dollar laptop mm-hmm. seven years later
2: right right
0: <laughs> App- Apple stuff is just ridiculous at times uh, I know when you really get back and look at it
1: some of the stuff that's really, really old though is is pretty highly collectible, mm-hmm. like your original Apple IIes and stuff like that. There's still people out there that love to buy those. Oh yeah, um, I have super old ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I have an Apple II GS. Okay. So it's not the E, but it's it's a two GS. No, it's not the E.
1: Yeah.
2: But,
0: but still, it's it's an old Apple. It'll yeah. It still holds some value. It helped, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a five dollar super chat from Mike. Uh, Looks like I'm, ha- I'm looking into buying my first switch for a home lab was looking at Microtech one and I've heard good things. Do you have any experience with them? Um, I do have a lot of experience with Microtech switches um, for buying them for your home lab. If you're just running layer 2 links, Mikrotik is pretty much the most affordable and highest performance that you're going to get. If you want to start experimenting with layer 3 linking of devices, uh, a lot of Mikrotik switches absolutely tank the performance to enable that that form of routing. Um, so for just a, a base endpoint switch, they are fantastic. Um, and at layer 2, you can run line rate on pretty much every switch and every port that, uh, that they produce. Uh, my current main backbone switch is a Microtech CRS 326 I want to say. Uh, it's a 24 port POE plus gigabit switch with two 10 gig or four 10 gig SFP plus ports on it. and that handles all of my my servers, all of my endpoint clients, my Wi-Fi, provides power, does everything else that I want it to. And it was like 300 bucks. <laughs> so they're really fantastic. <laughs> and in fact, I just ordered yeah. another switch that'll be here on Monday, I want to say. Or no, tomorrow. Oh. That's right, tomorrow. Uh, Exciting. Yeah, uh, I bought their 16-port 10-gig SFP Plus switch mm. uh, to be my main data center switch. So all of my servers can run 10-gig that that have the capability. Plus, it'll distribute 10-gig to a couple other down, downstream switches. So... Yeah. Uh, yes, I do stand by them, and they do work very, very well. So
1: wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got the the mm-hmm. the copper straw. Is it copper straw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right.
0: Yeah, because I actually have all the proper barware, Steve.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. I do have some copper cups. And you know, the proper the proper copper cups for for you know Moscow mules and yep. stuff like that.
2: Yep.
0: CRS 328 thank you
1: thank you nobody are you are you saying this isn't proper um come on you look fancy yeah
0: (laughs) that's what I'll say I'd say it's it's, it's
1: proper it's hard to argue
0: when you're that committed to it
1: I am committed (laughs) I mean no this is what I normally wear every day yeah I dress down for these things typically.
0: Yeah, th- this is just my walking around home.
1: Clothes. Yeah, this is this is my this is my walking around smoking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indubitably.
0: <laughs> All right, moving around right, right along here. Uh, now, when the news first launched about uh, NVIDIA would be nerfing cryptocurrency mining performance on their RTX cards, I went, "No, they won't." <laughs> Um, it's a false gesture and it's can be easily bypassed and everything else and people are going to bypass it and it's not going to do a darn bit of difference other than if they start creating cryptocurrency cards that shorts the secondhand market for cards that we might or- ordinarily be able to buy. Yeah, th- this whole thing was a farce. Anyway, shockingly enough, some chinese cryptocurrency miners have already bypassed the nvidia uh, rtx 3060 hash rate limiter Mm -hmm. delivering up to 50 mh uh which uh if you're not in the know which i'm not in the know is a pretty good number uh and as it turns out nvidia only nerfed ethereum mining that's the only thing they actually disabled or or cut in half right and so most people went well we're not mining Ethereum right now, so eh. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but apparently some Chinese hackers got Ethereum to work too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the video, uh I I will try to drop a link on Twitter. I did share it on the Discord earlier. Uh Andy from Overity Technics dropped a video earlier today that talked about pretty much every single reason why Why? everything is out of stock or overly expensive right now. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of things that we've talked about here, but he did a fantastic summarization video. And the summary is everything went wrong at the wrong time. Yeah. it's it's shipping it's supplies shortages it's raw material shortages it's it's overpriced it's tariffs in the us it's brexit issues it's more paperwork for everyone there's less people working in factories there's less people working in shipping there's an over demand for a lot of these items there i mean you go down the list and it's like well yeah that's ripe for a situation exactly like we're in uh and as things start to get back to normal, as more people get vaccinated, more people are able to go back to work on a regular basis and, you know, things open up a little bit more. Uh, and that's both just people who are sitting at home right now, but also workers in factories and workers in in uh, uh, logistics chains. They're impacted by this, too, and they're having to follow all the same guidelines that we are. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, As that stuff starts to get a little bit more back to normal, like I said, as vaccines are rolled out and whatnot, things are going to be loosening up. Um, How quickly that happens, I don't know. Uh, Andy's uh, contacts were telling him July. I've heard uh, as early as July, and I've also heard as as late as like, this is going to be into next year Mm -hmm. uh, before things get back to normal because everything in general is not back to normal. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, if I will try to link that on Twitter. So if you're interested in watching that video, go uh, go give that a, uh, a look. I'll probably retweet it out in the morning. Uh, in the meantime, you can just jump over to etechnic's uh, YouTube page and uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, and again, he did a fantastic write up and explanation of in general what's yeah. going wrong. And, yeah. and the answer is it's a lot of everything.
1: So yeah, a lot of things to get ironed out. And that's why the, the date for normalcy is keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and right. pushed back. Cause I think originally we reported on this, I think earlier this year and the prognosis back then was, Oh, we'll see it March, April, get back to normal. Yeah. And obviously that didn't happen because we're here at March and there's just no sign of it slowing down at all. Mm-hmm. And so now, like you said, we're, we're, looking at July now. Maybe. Like you said, between July and sometime next year, that's a pretty big margin of error right there to be predicting things. (laughs) Right. I think it's going to happen between now and maybe five years from now. Yeah. Uh, I I think I'll be pretty accurate there.
0: Yeah. And and that was speaking just to the graphics cards, but there's also short supplies for uh, Intel, for NVIDIA, for AMD. TSMC Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. limiting production of, of graphics cards and that's who nvidia and amd both use is uh or yeah is is tsmc and uh tsmc is making a lot of products for the auto industry right now and they pay a lot better and there's a lot better margin on those parts and so tsmc goes well sorry they're outbidding you for for fab space right now so that's an issue uh there, there's a shortage of cardboard to actually ship things in and and make products. There's a shortage of plastics. There's a shortage of metals. There's a shortage of raw silicon. There's, I mean, you go down the list Just and everything. Wrap it up is... in that Chinese
1: newspaper. I don't care. Right.
0: <laughs> I got plenty of yellow tape got, around here.
1: Yeah, I got my, I got my uh, thirty eighty all wrapped up in Chinese newspapers. That's yeah. fine. I don't care as long as it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got a couple new super chats that rolled in. Uh, Mike says, oh. uh, "Just an FYI, that article was wrong. They corrected themselves. Gosh darn it!"
1: Oh uh, man, that was quick. That it was, was just it today. was a different
0: algorithm they used, not Ethereum. Okay, so oh, okay. so they were mining another another hash. Okay, okay, um, awesome. Well, when I read it, it was Ethereum.
1: <laughs> so that, that must have literally just updated like very recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, but. The, the point, the fact of the matter is, it did jack all to hurt the mining craze. Right. Uh, and again, I, I kind of tied that into to what Andy said today is, the mining is not the only problem. It's a problem, and, and that's where a lot of people are trying to buy graphics cards, but mm. the miners are buying them before we even get a chance to.
2: And yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Novella Hub drops a $5 donation and unfortunately my windows are being stupid so I can't quite read it. There we go. Uh, oh, oh, Novella Hub. Hi, Jeeves. Uh, how do you remove a song in your head planted by Hops and <laughs> Uh
1: I would recommend a Lobotomy. Uh, those yeah. tend to get, get rid of most of those things.
0: A, a little Rathacon does wonders. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, one well, of those little Rathacon scorpions to <laughs> stick them in your ear. Yeah. That would be good. I think ants in your eyes kind of helps. Like ants in your eyes, Johnson.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, all I can think of is uh, some some certain music. So thank you, Novella Hub, for now getting that mm-hmm. stuck in my head.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Although I looked good doing it. so
1: It did look pretty good, actually. That one because there, there's some of those deep fakes that i saw going around today there's like yeah. a lot of those yeah uh some of them just don't look great right yours actually looked pretty good the mine one was pretty did. funny yeah, yeah. yours is pretty funny yeah i don't
0: know I, I still prefer the cat one
1: yeah the kit <laughs> was good
0: all right uh and yeah nvidia is using primarily samsung right now uh but Again, there's larger margins for Samsung as well, so
1: anyway. Yeah, anyway. So it looks like I'm gonna have to wait until July to get my new new card.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. I yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's looks like it I'm gonna have to is. wait until July to get my new cards too.
1: <laughs> I'll just keep playing my old backlog.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Nightmare Gamer, $10 donation. Uh, I've never liked NVIDIA business model. Everyone was like NVIDIA did first pass through fan design. AMD Fury back in 2015. It literally have few cards with that same design. AMD pulling, same with Sam. Um, I have no idea what fan design means in relation to you don't like NVIDIA's business model. There's a lot of people who claim to do things first who are far from the first people to do them. Uh, look no further than the people you usually call innovators, Apple, Tesla. Uh-huh. There, there is a thing of making a, a, a technology either better or functional or more popular. And sorry, but uh, while the Fury was a fast card, it had a litany of issues that kept it from being the best card. And, and it also ran hotter than hell, even though it had mm-hmm. a pass-through design. What NVIDIA has done is created a fast-as-hell card that also runs cooler than heck and is also, for all intents and purposes, silent inside of a PC. So you might not like that NVIDIA said we were first, but AMD didn't exactly blow the barn doors off it when they did it. So in my mind, NVIDIA is the first one to do it right. And as far as business model, what business model? They make products for people to buy.
1: Yep. That's that's what they do. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, March 15th. I cannot wait until March 15th.
1: That's right. March 15th. It's going to be a big day.
0: It's going to be a very big day. Big day. Uh, so AMD Epic Milan, third gen Epic Zen 3. Epic cores are Mm -hmm. finally coming. Uh, Now, based on what we know of the Zen 3 chiplets, uh, we know that likely we're not going to see a core density increase. We're not going to go from 64 to 128 cores. Uh, But that's not to say that Zen 3 isn't going to be one heck of an improvement, even over AMD Epic Rome, and let me tell you, even first gen Epic is pretty darn good. Uh, yeah. I've got my 32 core uh, 7351 uh, chip, which is only a 2.2 gigahertz chip. And I believe it boosts to 3.0. Uh, it's not a, a bad chip at all, especially compared to some of the modern Xeons. Uh, but... Rome, in the efficiency and, 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 you know, clock speeds that they managed to get out of those CPUs, Rome was a very impressive uh, processor based on Zen 2. Yeah. Milan, I, I want one. I, <laughs> I don't know what yes. I'd even do with it yet. Do with it?
1: Yep. But yeah.
0: But oh man. I want one.
1: Yeah. I want one.
0: Um, and, uh, Brian says, oh, oh boy, more stuff you can't buy. Uh yep. actually with enterprise stuff, you often can get your hands on that. Uh
1: you'll be paying a pretty penny for it, but right. It comes with the enterprise to, yeah. costs. Yes, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, you often can get uh, get enterprise parts.
1: Yeah. That's right. The Epic 2 stuff will start coming down though, once Epic 3.
0: Yes. So uh, yeah, I might finally get an AMD Rome chip <laughs> out of this. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, I I desperately want one of these these Zen three Rome chips. And again, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would do with the dang thing. Uh, but we know if AMD Epic Rome or uh, Epic Milan is launching right now, that means Threadripper is not far behind on third gen.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, and I I think. Myself and a lot of others were a little bit disappointed that when they introduced Threadripper Pro, uh, that wasn't a third-gen chip. It was just another second-gen chip uh, with a a little bit better binning and a little bit better boost on it Uh, in the 3995WX. Yeah, we got the eight channels of memory, but it wasn't Zen 3 yet. And, man, I want a Threadripper Zen 3. I don't need... 32 cores. I don't need 64 cores, but I really, really want them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? But then like you said, what are you gonna do with it? Right. Uh, It's a little overkill for anything that I got used for. Render video really quick? (laughs) I I guess. I I I mean, I don't even render videos. I would have practically no use for this. I'd be like, hey, Jeff, you can come over and render videos over here.
2: Right.
0: Bring your whiskey. Right. <laughs> you only want me for my whiskey.
1: That's right. That's all I really want you for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Andrew, five dollars super chat. Apple and Disney are the biggest thieves in the world when it comes to stolen ideas. Uh, oh well, yeah.
1: And yeah, Microsoft is pretty guilty of some of that stuff too. I mean, they're they. Their first successful OS DOS is, was pretty much entirely ripped off.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, yeah, the interface for Windows was ripped off as far as yeah. the mouse and and oh, yeah. click interface and yeah, yeah. Uh, again, there's doing it first, and then there's doing it first on a commercially viable way, yeah. and or just applying the right technology in the correct way where people will buy into it. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> Epic Rome for the wife's gaming rig and server. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: To be perfectly honest, I don't know that my wife even needs discrete graphics in these in this day and age. Um, she plays a lot of Minecraft. She plays a lot of uh, some other simpler and older games. Uh, she she got into Planet Zoo recently, and so she's been been dabbling on that. But Planet even, Zoo actually
1: takes a bit. It, of, of yeah, Planet Zoo power, does yeah. take a bit,
0: uh, but she's got an RX 570 in her rig, and and it runs fantastically for her, even at 1440p. I I I gave her my old 1440p panel uh, when I upgraded mine, but uh, yeah, it most of her gaming could be done on an Intel Nook, you know, fourth or fifth gen Intel Nook yeah. with intel hd615 like mm-hmm. she doesn't require a lot of power and she's right. not an enthusiast as long as the game is playing she's perfectly happy and when doesn't i say playing care about, i mean 30 yeah. fps
1: yeah doesn't doesn't care about fps doesn't care about resolution too much as long yep. as you can see it yep, it looks good
0: and again i i i come from a generation where it's really hard for me to be an fps grump or or elitist mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to things like that because i come from a generation where heck 17 frames per second was a perfectly <laughs> playable frame rate <laughs> oh yeah for a lot of early titles
1: well i remember yeah i remember back in the day when people would like overclock their older systems but mm-hmm. they were running at resolutions like 1024 by 768 you right. know stuff like that they, they were not running at very high resolutions um but yeah this they're like, oh, you know, if you get 60, if you get 60 FPS back then, you're like, that's, that's going to be, that's awesome. Right. Even though, even though the monitors by default, most of the time ran at what, 90 Hertz?
0: Uh, Most of the time they ran default at 60 still. uh, But uh, most CRTs had modes that would go 90 and even up to 120 yeah. Hertz.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the ones that I had were, were at least 90.
0: Yeah. 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 Most of mine were 90 as well.
1: Uh, yeah. So
0: I, I still wish I had some of my really, really nice CRTs. Like, I know, me too. Like I was so, so amped to to make the migration over to, to uh, LCDs. Me too. And yeah. then only recently have they gotten to a state where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really happy with them now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah.
1: It was, it's just, they're so huge. They're just monstrosities, these big, heavy boat anchors. Yeah. They're just like, ah, you know, they're cool, but man, they take up so much space. <laughs> And
0: American Cosworth sends a $5 donation, and here I am because of Jeff with a 48-thread Hive Zeus server that I don't even know what purpose I'm going to use other than for learning.
2: <laughs>
1: well,
0: if you learn something, then is it really anything hey, wasted?
2: That's,
0: no. that's that's what I would argue.
1: You can you can wow your friends and maybe get the ladies, bring them yeah. back to your place, show them your, your server rack.
0: But I will say my server rack also has way more compute than I ever need in my home rack. But it also lets me diversify my content. It lets me experiment a little bit more. And and in and of itself, it's there so I can learn and continue to enjoy the hobby um, and and improve my own skills. So uh, yeah, it's it's not wasted if you use it for learning. Mm Uh, but yeah. Uh, on Monday we should know just about everything there is to know. Right. At least as far as parts that are being released for Epic Milan.
1: Yep. And it's it's great for John because now you guys will have a lot to talk about as opposed to this week where we're like, eh, what do we got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's take twenty minutes making a couple cocktails.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which speaking of, we've only got twenty minutes left to right. to finish if I, we want to have a second. So
1: I have been I have been sipping mine very slowly. Um, oh, that kind of reminds me. I, I should probably prep for my other, my next one, because <laughs> this one requires some wine, actually.
0: Uh, so, 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 Steve, uh, mm-hmm. Bree, and Chat chimed in and said, uh, mm-hmm. "Lady here, and I would be impressed."
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, there's one. I'll, yes. I'll show you. I'll show you my rack if you show me yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! I'm talking computer racks. I uh, wasn't like talking about anything else. Uh, I wasn't being crude i'm a, I'm a gentleman see how i, see how I dress yeah. yeah
0: well sort of the continental
1: <laughs> no please don't go stay and relax some more
0: would you like some more champagne champagne champagne
1: yeah that was an old snl <laughs> I don't know does, does I think Christopher Walken probably still does that character when he goes on I haven't watched SNL in a long time
0: neither have I um, yeah I, I hope he would do that character still if he went yeah. on yeah yeah the Continental is a great series yeah. if you ever if you ever want to get into a, a fairly shallow YouTube uh, rabbit hole that's that's yeah. a good one to go on <laughs> alright uh, let's see what are you opening with a cork there?
1: A uh, bottle of wine. Oh, okay. Because this next, next cocktail requires a little bit of wine. So okay. I'm going to let it breathe a little bit. You know, are you supposed to let wine breathe when you first open it? Yep. You're, I don't know if that really does anything. Fancy. Yeah. Now, you know, I, fancy I made, dress?
0: I made my my own infused liquor for a cocktail tonight, so. Ah, well,
1: see, you went one step further. That's right. Now you have to tell me what you infuse, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I made an infused whiskey, so. Oh,
1: okay. oh, yeah, okay, that sounds
0: yeah. good. Yeah, will see. Uh, if you noticed any websites were down today, there might be a very, very good reason for that. And that's yeah. that a massive data center owned by OVH uh, in Strasbourg uh, went up in flames uh, early mm. this morning. Uh One of their buildings, uh, SBG-2, was completely destroyed, and the fire did reach two other buildings and at least partially damaged those. Um, It looks at this point like the fire originated or uh, accelerated greatly because of a 20,000 kilovolt uh, power supply room or power, power mains room. Mm -hmm. So this could have been like a transformer explosion that, that started this off or a number of different, different things. But what we know right now is no one was injured. Thankfully, uh, no, no staff member. There were only three staff, uh, on, on facility right now. Uh, and, uh, and they all got out no problem and no emergency response members were, were injured in the blaze either. Uh, but it took multiple hours to get the blaze under control. Uh, and you can see from the pictures here early this morning, it was uh, quite quite the light show as, as things were going up. Um,
1: Nobody with marshmallows, though, for some reason. Right, right. I would be there with marshmallows.
0: You, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, the entire facility, so that's eight full buildings of data center racks, are are down at the moment because the power has been taken out to the area and they will not be able to power back on until at least Monday is the time frame for that right now. Now there's been not a lot of word on uh, remediation steps for people who have uh, colos or or are leasing space within these racks or host mm. hosting services in these racks. Uh, they're they're still trying to go through a post mortem and then figure out where to go from there. Uh, but at the current time, it looks like Monday is the earliest that the rest of that site will come back up. And if you had data in there, I hope you had good backups, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which they probably could be relying on them for their backups as well. Right. Right. Some 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 places do that, but who knows?
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, why didn't they have fire prevention? They may have had fire prevention, uh, but this was also a very large fire, and if it's a transformer explosion, how much fire suppression, and if the... Let's just go on hypotheticals here, because, again, we're assuming a transformer explosion at this point, and, uh, we're assuming... I'm assuming that their fire suppression system failed. Uh, let's say a transformer blows... And it knocks out the pressure for the water that's supplying your water suppression. It's not going to do a lot of good if there's no water getting through the pipe. So uh, with fire suppression in data centers, you usually account for uh, the things that you can control. Uh, so if there's a fire started in the data center, you can put out that fire. If there's an earthquake, you 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 know brace all your all your racks and you have vibration dampening in the floor and you do this kind of thing. If you lose power, you have generators that back it up. Um, if there's an explosion, and and make no bones about it, a twenty thousand uh, kilovolt or a twenty thousand volt transformer exploding, that's an explosion uh, that uh, will cause a lot of damage, both impact and secondary burning. Um, and let's say it took out a main system. Uh, someone says halon or CO two. Again, we don't know if they had a fire suppression system but i would imagine they did and and again i'm going on the assumption that it failed at least in this main building
1: it must have i mean boy
0: yeah so i don't know it will be interesting to read uh and it will be interesting to read if uh they were supposed to have one and didn't or if they had one and it didn't go off uh if something if something caused it to to not uh not go. Uh but uh yeah, there's gonna be a lot more information coming out in the coming days. So if you're interested in post mortem stuff, and I'm I'm definitely yeah. interested in stuff like this.
1: They they probably had one, but it was being run by <laughs> Windows ninety eight.
0: <laughs> Boy, you're you're giving them a, giving them a benefit of the doubt right there. <laughs> I've known HVAC systems that still run on Amigas.
1: Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. I actually I actually almost posted another article where there's somebody still making new Amiga boards.
0: Yes. Specifically for HVAC.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's like it's a, Amigas just will not die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, I loved them. I loved them back then. But man, come on.
0: Yeah. This is, um, this is
1: over 20 years ago, guys.
0: Yeah. No, uh, LGR did a, a great video recently on a... Um, Was it an Amiga? I think it was an Amiga. I'm pretty sure it was an Amiga. Mm-hmm. Um, a, essentially a brand new Amiga board in a brand new chassis. The thing's been completely reverse engineered Yes, and, and is 100% compatible with any accessories you had back then. Plus they have new accessories. They have new sound boards. They have new yeah. interface cards and yeah. things like that. You can add networking to them. And
1: yep. it's like, oh, that's cool. It's like they replaced the PCMCIA with SD and right. all kinds of things that, that you know, Right. Modern, modern replacements to old things,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. And and modern reliability of them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No no more, you know, uh, polycaps. It's all solid state. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're that was a really cool series that he did on those. Uh, I think that was sometime within the last year. Uh, Skull says, or worse, Johnson Controls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh Yes. <laughs> don't knock 98 it's 88 more than we have now <laughs> oh how true that is um so yeah uh, obviously the ovh story is still very much developing uh all we know right now is this is their entire location is offline uh we don't have a postmortem on what caused the incident yet we don't have a uh, plan of action or, or even any estimates on when things will come back up other than don't expect it before Monday. I love a good Tom Collins.
1: Oh yeah. Tom Collins is great.
0: And this gin is fantastic
1: i've had that one before yeah and it is good i do like it yeah um
0: i don't like it as a straight gin there's other gins that i prefer above that mm-hmm. but in a mixer yeah. this has everything that you want and all those yeah. flavors stay intact because uh, there's a lot of gins that that you'll mix them and and you're supposed to have a london dry gin and it ends up right. just like washing the whole thing away yeah. um or all you get is like a little bit of that pine needle on the back end. You lose all of the aromatics, all of the the yes. other infusions of flavors. Yes. This one stays together uh, yeah. when you mix it. So it, it's not the best gin to just pour yourself a snifter of. Right. But it's a really good mixing gin.
1: And, and I found a lot of gins that are like that too. And it really depends on the botanicals that they put in it. Because uh, some of them are great straight by itself. Yeah. Because of the interesting botanicals that they put in there. You know, it'll be like, I think I had one that was like grapefruit and dill. And and junipers, it was like very interesting combo, and just drinking it, sipping it by itself was was phenomenal, but I couldn't mix it with anything, yeah, just because those flavors were just there's nothing that would go with it, um so yeah who knows, oh yep there it is the the hackaday article that's the exact one I was talking about,
0: sorry I had to. Types I'm in real quick. Uh yeah. Uh so you got another super chat. Uh mm-hmm. American Cosworth, five dollars. My wife was disappointed that I had to raid her rig to get four thirty-two gig RTEMs to get uh the twenty-one or twenty six fifty one V twos to work in my hive Zeus. Uh and he says ha- hashtag Dobbs Winery in Dundee, Oregon.
1: Mm, I have not been there.
0: Uh I don't know that I've been to to that one. Uh, we have a lot of wineries down down in we my do. neck of the woods. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of, where I'm at is fantastic. And I honestly cannot wait for things to open back up because I moved to Salem because I like beer and I like wine and I like cocktails. And I live literally two and a half miles from a brewery. No, not even mm. that. I, I live 1.7 miles from a brewery. That's right. There's one closer that I found. Um, oh I one, really? I is it a new, new brewery? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's new. It's been around a while. I'll, I'll give you the name really? after. Okay. But uh, okay. Um, Yeah. There's a brewery that I found that's just around the corner from me. There's a winery that's less than three miles from me. There's a cidery that's four miles from me. There's four or five more breweries that are that are within a five mile distance as well. Uh, plus downtown Salem, which I'm fairly, I'm in the I'm in the area. Yeah. Uh, there's like six really good cocktail bars right there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's perfect.
1: <laughs> uh, there's, I think there's distillers. Uh, there's a distiller, um, right close to Vagabond too. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they actually have something interesting. <laughs> uh, they have one of the, I think it's the only, actually the only, uh, milk fermented vodka. They, they found, they formulated a special type of yeast that will actually ferment lactose
2: and cool. they,
1: they and they made they made it and they fermented milk and uh or at least the lactose from the milk i'm not too sure what the process is it's a little proprietary they didn't tell me uh but then they went and distilled it and made vodka out of it and it's it's actually really good it kind of has almost a milky caramely flavor to the vodka hmm. you think it's straight it's it's really good a bit expensive mm-hmm. uh it's like 40 bucks for not even uh uh you know a fifth um, I think it's just like a court.
2: That's not bad. Like that. Yeah.
1: It's, 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 but it's, it's unique. You can't get it anywhere else. And they sell it. There's a distillery. It's like right next to Vagabond Bring. Yeah. That's where they, that's where they have it.
0: Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. No, uh, no, I didn't know there was a, a distillery that close. Yep. So even better.
1: <laughs> yeah. I forget the name of it, but yeah, maybe when you tell me the brewer, I'll tell you the distillery. Okay. that worked. That sounds good to me. <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. uh, Let's see. I got to finish chugging through my Tom Collins here, which I'm oh, yeah. I thoroughly finished, enjoying. I
1: mine. Yeah. No, I like mine, but like I said, I think I'm going to get more honey next time because it needs just a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Like
0: I said, quarter ounce goes a yes. long way.
1: Yeah. Put this one back there. This is going to be for my next one.
0: I'm going to have my uh, gin soaked cherry now.
1: Oh, there you go. That's the best part. The Italian cherry, not mm. the machino cherry. The Italian cherries are the best the best i tell you oh
0: that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: i actually like the cherries in old fashions i know most people mm-hmm. don't garnish cherries uh, old it's not the right thing <laughs> i like it because that cherry has been soaked in bourbon for that long yes and when it gets to the end i eat that cherry that's been soaked in bourbon absolutely delicious yeah no Just probably
0: 50 percent of the time um I'll, almost every time, I will do an old fashioned with with the orange, and probably about fifty percent of the time, I'll do orange, and then I'll drop uh, a Bordeaux cherry.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, and let it soak in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you can also just do straight cherry if you just want a little bit sweeter. Don't use the neon red maraschino no. cherries. No, no. Get yourself a good cherry, a cherry that's made for cocktails. That's yeah. not meant for Shirley Temples. Uh, here in Oregon, we have the the Bordeaux bada Bing mm-hmm. cherries. And uh, these are freaking amazing and like half the price of a Luxardo. Not that Luxardo's aren't good. They're just not $30 good. Like, let's be real. Um, You can also get uh, moonshine-soaked cherries. And those are
1: really good to drop in there as well. I've actually had moonshine-soaked apricots, which is actually pretty good.
0: I've not had any apricots. I've done strawberries. I've done cherries i've done a whole bunch of other things but
1: these are apricots and this was this, that was that was uh man that was that was different because <laughs> they were dried apricots and they were soaked in there so they were kind of rehydrated with the moonshine <laughs> Woo, those are some potent apricots yes <laughs> it's a
0: spicy meatball is there yeah ah, that's delicious mm-hmm. all right uh, so speaking of cocktails, we have a couple, well, one cocktail related story and one spirit related story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, depending on your definition of cocktail. Uh, right. so Crown Royal, we know them, we love them, the Canadian yes. Crown Whiskey. Uh, they are adding three pre-mixed cocktails ready to drink mm-hmm. in canned form to their repertoire. Uh, so they're doing a Crown Royal Whiskey and Cola which mm-hmm. Makes of sense. the three of these that's the one I'm intrigued with I I kind of want to see with what, what they do with a whiskey and cola.
1: I'm more intrigued with the peach tea actually uh,
0: I'm not a huge peach fan uh, oh okay. just as like just as a flavor itself like mm-hmm. I enjoy like fruit cocktails and things like that that have yep. peaches in them mm-hmm. but I'm not one that's gonna go grab myself a piece of peach cobbler it's mm. just.
1: Not one of your things.
0: Not one of my things. Like, oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll eat it, but it's not something I will actively seek out. Yeah. Um, and then they've also so they've got the Crown Royal Peach Tea, and they also have a Crown Royal Washington Apple.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so those are the three flavors. Uh,
1: who knows on these ones because most of those that i've tried before especially the commercial ones have been less than stellar let me Mm -hmm. just say that Mm -hmm. um they're usually not good not to say that canned cocktails can't be good because i have had some more i would say artisan style canned cocktails that are like i don't know where they're made but uh my local liquor store had some and they were about mm, you know five bucks a can but they were actually legitimately delicious they had Uh, really good ingredients in there, some interesting ingredients. And it tasted like a fancy cocktail. Yeah. And those can be good. This uh, I I don't know about. We'll see. Yeah, whiskey and tea is fantastic. In fact, the reason why I'm interested in the Crown Royal peach tea is because Crown Royal actually makes a peach whiskey. Yes. And, And it's I, I don't know how prevalent it is in everybody else's area, but we get it here every once in a while, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely delicious. I take that stuff, and I mix it with a little bit of lemonade, and it, and it tastes just like a peach iced tea. It's just fabulous, and uh, I I I go through that bottle really fast when this comes around. So that's why I'm more interested in this peach iced tea in a can because if they make it available for me to just go buy in the store, uh, I might have to pick up some of those.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, like I said, of of the three of these, the whiskey and cola kind of interests me the most, and they didn't dull it down. It's a seven percent. Yeah, uh, and so it's it's about what you would get if you made your own whiskey and cola with a shot of whiskey and twelve ounces of cola. Oh yeah. So I'm not disappointed there. A, a lot. I'm really disappointed when I see like Jack Daniels come out with the the Jack and Coke, and mm-hmm. it's four and a half percent. It's like
1: yeah, it's not a come Jack and now. Coke. Yeah. You're watering it down on purpose. You're right. Saving, you're watering you're, it you're, down. You're, you're skimping somewhere. You're relying on your name to to sell a brand. And, right. Exactly. Yeah. And,
0: and so seven percent is about what you end up with when you do a a Collins glass with with a yep. Yep. with a whiskey and Coke. And mm-hmm. so I am happy with that standpoint. Uh, we'll see what happens though, because like you said, the quality on pre-canned cocktails is wildly up and down but the problem is most of them are down <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah they're just not they're right. not up to snuff half the time right yeah yeah
0: um in fact the only pre-made cocktail i've ever found that i really enjoy is the uh the courage and stone uh the aisha tyler uh, pre-bottled old-fashioned and, and okay. Manhattan, like I I do pre-made cocktails sometimes. I will batch make Old Fashions and Manhattans from time to time. And those put mine in their place. Like, I'm not saying mine are bad by any means. I make a really, really good batch made Old Fashioned. But what they're doing with with the Courage and Stone is Mm -hmm. mm, just so, so good.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually
0: whiskey. It's actually vermouth. It's actually... Uh, uh, they're they're using real real fruit and and aromatic bitters and whiskey and nothing else and and it's it's really really good. Now is, it's is, is it's, Aisha Taylor
1: stirring it with her arm, which is just like <laughs> I don't know
0: what she's doing, but ah, she needs to keep doing. It. Eh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, go, I'd buy that right away. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um. Yeah. No. It it's fantastic, and uh, it's also it's a little expensive it's 20 dollars yeah. for a 200 mil
1: well that's the thing is like when you start using real ingredients and stuff like that price it's goes gonna up. be the price goes up yeah that that's why a lot of these you know branded uh cocktails and stuff like that in order to make it on the store shelves and be competitive they have to cut somewhere and it's usually quality of ingredients and and you know amount of alcohol and stuff like that and then they rely on name brand recognition yeah. to get it going out the door uh, I do want to point out, uh,
0: not to not to bring the show into a weird direction or anything, but uh, Stephen points out, uh, stopped drinking more than ten years ago. Matter of fact, meeting my uh, a, my sponsor again tomorrow. Uh, good on you. That's yeah, awesome. That's good. Um, yeah. One thing that I like to celebrate here is not not necessarily just I drink alcohol all the time. It's right. responsible drinking, and it's also. Uh, it's, it's, I, I hate to say do it the right way, but what you see on camera is about the extent that I drink. Uh, and Mm. what you see on camera is me drinking one cocktail or one beer over the course of two to three hours of shooting a video. Yes. Like that stuff takes time and Mm. that's my drink for the day.
1: And but when you're when you're watching on YouTube, you see you consume a whole beer within 15 minutes, right? And that does give a certain kind of skewed perspective of what's going on. But you're right. It's not uh, Right, you're not chugging these things down every day, right? Exactly. And and I, I know you don't because like I go over there months later You still have the same bottle of, of, of whiskey still sitting there. I do take a little sip of it you know, Yeah, once in a while. yeah.
0: I, I I the reason I started this channel and and focused it around beer and spirits and whatnot is not because i need an excuse to drink it's i enjoy the craft of it i yeah. i enjoy the process and 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 the artistry behind it um mm-hmm. and everyone has their own opinion on alcohol and everyone has their own journey when it comes to alcohol mm. oh, so yeah some people are vehemently against it and i understand that some yep. people can't control it and i understand mm-hmm. that And what I'm trying to demonstrate here in in my channel is what I consider a proper way to be an enthusiast about something without going overboard, without, you know, all of the negatives that come with it.
1: About dressing up in silly costumes. Yeah, (laughs)
0: exactly. Um, Um, But, uh, but no, Steven, that is freaking awesome, man. Uh, I I love hearing stories like that. So uh, of someone that, That is getting control over it. Uh, it, You know, if you had a problem and you now have control of of your life again, that's awesome. And
1: And I I, I hope you never feel pressure from the chats or anything like that to to do that. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, being pressured by some place or some place that, you know where you just wanna like relax and have fun and then mm-hmm. you feel this pressure to drink. That's that's not our intention yeah, at all. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I had a friend, uh, I'm not gonna name any names, but I have a friend who um, was was kind of distant from my circle of friends for a number of years and then kind of came back and, uh, and he started showing up at functions again. And usually at, at our like large functions, at our Super Bowl party and our New Year's party and whatnot, I bartend, and and everyone has a couple of cocktails and kind of loosens mm-hmm. up, and I make you know proper cocktails, and I do the full the full barman attire mm-hmm. and everything else, and it's a lot of fun. Well, he showed up one year, and and I offered him a drink, and he goes, oh oh no, thank you, I'm good. I said, oh cool, you know just let me know. Yeah, and uh, and whatnot, and I asked him the next uh, at the next event, and he goes, no no no, I'm fine. And uh, I realized there's a reason he was saying no, and and that's because. He's, he's got his chip and, and I felt terrible even just by asking him. Uh, and, uh, and, and I actually went and apologized to him and I said, man, that's number one, good for you. And, Mm -hmm. and I hope you never, ever feel pressure from me even though this is something that I enjoy and my family enjoys. And, you know, we do this kind of thing. You're more than welcome to be there. You will never, ever hear it from me again. So, uh, Yeah, be responsible, but don't pressure anyone else into drinking either if it's not their thing. So, yeah, there we go. Awkward transition, but now it's time to make another cocktail.
1: (laughs) PSA is done. Yes. (laughs) All right, so this this next one that I'm gonna make is uh, a twist on the traditional uh, whiskey sour. Okay. It's called a New York sour where it's basically a whiskey sour, yeah. but you top it off with some red wine. Nice. So that's why I have the wine out, and uh, that's why I have more. I, I'm going to do lemon and lime for my sour mix. Okay. Because I find it gives it a more complex flavor, a more mm-hmm. outgoing citrus flavor. And this, I think this one also calls to be shaken, so I'm going to take my yes. shaker out again. Yeah, yes. yeah New, a
0: New York sour is shaken. Um, yes. Uh, what's funny is you're going with the New York sour. I usually go with a Boston sour because that's the, my my preference. Is now
1: I I almost did because uh, the Boston sour has the egg with the foam the egg on white. top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I almost went with the Ramon Fizz. Yeah, because oh, it not... also has a, a oh, yes. that stuff. Yeah, yeah Ramon Fizz. Yeah, that's fantastic. Fantastic. I just didn't want to bring a raw egg down here. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I just. Uh, I,
0: Actually, in the video that I'm shooting first thing tomorrow morning, uh, I'm making a Boston sour. Actually, oh, no, nice. sorry, I'm making an amaretto sour.
1: Amaretto sour. Yeah. I-, I like amaretto sours too. Yeah, uh, as well.
0: Yeah, but uh, but no, that's funny. So yeah, yeah. Uh, off you go, and I'm gonna go grab some ice for myself. And okay. uh all right, we'll here's this thing. Roll
1: some lime juice there, out of my out of my urine samples here. My urine sample containers. Perfect, perfect containers for storing lemon juice. All right, so we got that, and then we're gonna do the bourbon. Now, this bourbon I got, I, this is the first time I've tried it. It's called Rebel 100. Uh, it's just a straight Kentucky bourbon. This one is hundred uh, proof though, though so it's a little more potent. And I tasted a little bit before I came on, and it's pretty good. It's uh, a little, a little smooth, a little sweet. Definitely a, a bourbony bourbon. All right. So there's that, and let's get a uh, simple syrup here. All right. Also pre-made some simple syrup. This is not looking like a urine sample. This one's actually a proper bottle. All right.
0: You ready to shake? I am ready to shake. Perfect. Great timing. So I am making uh, an interesting drink, and I don't remember it. it It has a regular name, and the name (laughs) is just a cold brew whiskey coffee. Um, That is normally done with an ounce and a half of whiskey, one ounce of coffee, and one ounce of heavy cream. And then you shake that and make it kind of nice and frothy, and you pour it over a rock of ice.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
0: And uh, it's it's pretty good, right? Um, Well, I had a couple of cocktails that I wanted to make that were coffee-based cocktails, but I wanted to go ahead and go... do something really special and that is cold brew my own whiskey uh with coffee so this is whiskey that spent 36 hours being cold brewed
1: oh that sounds wonderful. with a
0: dark roast coffee and oh my god the smell on this is black coffee and mm. it's amazing <laughs> um, oh wow i made myself an old-fashioned with this the other night to try it out mm-hmm. oh man oh
1: it's beautiful good. Um, You know, I, I had this one, uh, a friend of mine had gotten this whiskey and I'd never seen it before. It's got a monkey on it and it's a banana flavored whiskey, which I'd never seen that before, but he mixed that with some coffee kraken. So he took the coffee kraken.
0: Oh, the coffee kraken is so good.
1: The coffee kraken mixed with this banana whiskey. Oh, it was amazing. It was like this, this banana coffee cakey, almost like dessert type drink. It was really, really good. But I, I have yet to find where he got that monkey whiskey.
0: Oh, All right. Man. So, like I said, this is uh, not just a cold brew whiskey drink. Um, and like I said, that's the best name that I could find for it. Uh, okay. So this is two and a half ounces of a cold brew coffee infused whiskey. And instead of hmm. the ounce of heavy cream, I'm doing one ounce of Bailey's. Oh, there you go. Because um, I didn't have any heavy cream. And I went, you know what? we will make one heck of an Irish coffee.
1: Now, I'm missing... I was supposed to have a spoon because I'm supposed to float the wine on top.
0: Oh, you don't have a bar spoon?
1: I didn't... Well, I had one, but I forgot yeah. to bring it in with me. Uh, I must have had... I must have put it in my pocket and then... I don't know. All right, well, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm going to try to just gently... Maybe I'll put some in here and then I'll see if I can like gently layer it on top. Because if you're gentle and you put it on the ice just right, mm-hmm. it, it works just as well if you're really careful. Uh, okay, never mind. I'm not careful. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> it still kind of separates and floats at the top.
0: I was trying to pour this without my strainer, but yeah. i have
1: to grab it. it oh, great. Now my, now my desk is going to smell like wine. It's a good thing uh, phone conferences don't have smell-o-vision. All right. Actually, that looks pretty good. It's got the layers still there, separated. Not too
0: bad. Yeah, if you pour very gingerly, you can get it to work.
1: Yeah, it works yeah. okay. A spoon works a lot better, but yep, this works okay. Ooh, it smells delicious. There we
0: go. Cocktail name: Jeff's Blood. <laughs> 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 You're not wrong. <laughs> Oh man, that smells wonderful.
1: Let me try this now. Oh wow. I am, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I've never had one of these before either.
0: Oh, really? No, I, I like mm-hmm. a good New York
1: sour. Yeah, York. no, this is actually really good.
0: I just usually I'm- don't have a bottle of wine that i'm willing to open to make wine. right
1: well that's the thing is they, they do say to use a dry red wine which is mm-hmm. typically more like a merlot or something like that but i use a cabernet sauvignon which you know can be dry can be sweet just depends i haven't actually haven't tasted this wine by itself just to see how dry it really is Yeah, not a bad wine by itself. I, I will say,
0: even with the addition of the Baileys, yep. this needs a Very little good. bit of sugar.
1: Really? Yeah. Um, it's too too much coffee? You it's think, that or? much coffee. Wow. Um,
0: and I, so what I did is I have a cold brew maker that is mm-hmm. just a giant filter that you put coarse ground coffee beans in. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to just put water oh, in good. it and then brew your coffee. But then mm-hmm. you're supposed to thin it out because mm-hmm. what you end up with is some really, really you know, intense, thick, intense black coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So I took six ounces of bourbon and I, I infused it with, uh, I just used Seagram seven because I'd never done mm-hmm. this before. So I wanted to try it out and mm-hmm. didn't want to waste, you know, $40 in whiskey. Uh, right. So I took six ounces of Seagram seven and infused it and uh, let it steep for 36 hours, took it out, strained it out, uh, put it into a pint or into a bottle and then I thinned it out with another 12 ounces. So this made 18 ounces of whiskey. Um, and uh, it's still too coffee
1: <laughs> Wow. It's still too, too much coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is just black iced coffee. That's all well, this you is.
1: Well, you can throw some simple simple syrup in there, kind of stir it in if mm-hmm. you really need to mm-hmm. kind of get some sweetness in there.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I might. Um, now, I, I drink... Pretty much when I drink coffee, it's black or white. like so you're probably a half used to it anyway, cream. yeah. 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 Um, but uh, what I will say is I had myself all psyched up to have like this nice Irish coffee kind of flavor, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not sweet enough to be that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to dash it with uh, maybe a little half ounce of.
1: Some simple syrup.
2: Yeah.
1: Actually, you know what would be really good in that? probably even be better is the honey syrup i don't know if you have any honey syrup
0: i don't have any honey syrup
1: but honey and coffee i think is is excellent like one of my favorite lattes is just uh that was perfect milk milk honey and cinnamon half ounce mm-hmm. smoothed it right smoothed in. it right out yeah yep.
0: it, it just needed that little extra sweetness to it mm-hmm. um oh man
1: this will wake you up to in try the morning. That. I'm going to have to wake try up that. In the morning. Just some some cold brew whiskey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you say you tried it initially with some Seagram 7, and it turned out pretty good, huh?
0: Yeah, this is just Seagram 7. That's all it oh. is.
1: I'm, well, Seagram 7 isn't is isn't too expensive, so... No, it's not.
0: Um, yeah, I usually buy a handle of Seagram 7
1: at a you know, time wife, just
0: to have it around.
1: My wife will make, like, this uh, cinnamon vodka stuff mm-hmm. that she uses, and she puts... Um, like cayenne pepper in there too so it kind of wow. has a, a bit of heat to it as well wow. it's really really good but she does that kind of uh, uh steeping or whatever yeah like not cold brew but just lets it sit in there tincture or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's pretty good um but i think that's the extent of what i've done i've tried making my own gin once before uh because that's just vodka mm-hmm. and then you get the botanicals and steep the botanicals in there and then hey mm-hmm. you got gin right so yep
0: yeah, that's all gin is. Is
1: Yeah.
0: What's funny is there. there's so much... Um, there's so much bickering about what spirits I like, or this spirit does this to me, or, th- or you know, I, yeah. like, I can drink as much whiskey as I want, but man, I can't touch tequila, or I can't touch right. vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Do you realize outside of rum, it's 100% the same process?
1: Yes, <laughs> I know. It pretty much is. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's all grain based, most of it is. And most of it just gets turned into vodka, right. and then they start adding things to it.
0: Right. It's it's we make vodka and then we either age it or add other materials to it or yeah. do certain processes with it, and yeah. then you end up with the spirit. Yeah.
1: yeah, most most of your liqueurs and everything like that are all vodka based. Yep. Um now I think whiskey you're there has to be a particular grain bill to be called it a particular thing Mm uh and and when you come to like you know kentucky whiskey or, or bourbon or whatever it has to come from a particular region otherwise you can't call it that right um but but other than that yeah you're absolutely right it's all mostly just highly distilled grain alcohol yep
2: yeah
0: yeah for for uh yeah, for whiskey it, it in the Americas it's if it's more than 51% corn it's bourbon, if it's more than 51% uh rye then it's a rye whiskey. Uh and then if it's a mix of the three but nothing above 50%, so wheat, barley, rye, uh then it's whiskey. just an American whiskey, right. Yeah. Um and uh then you have over in Ireland there's different rules for it for for what they consider you know different whiskies mm-hmm. uh there's different rules in scotland there's different rules everywhere else what's really funny is the rule in america is to be called an american whiskey or a bourbon or a rye you have to be aged in new american oak barrels Yeah. so brand new charred american oak um
1: but they don't say how long
0: right they don't say how long <laughs> yeah it just has to be aged uh most whiskies they that you buy are aged between 12, 12 months, 12 and 36 months, so one yep. to three years. Um, that's Jack Daniels, that's Jim Beam, that's yep. you know all of the main buy-off-the-shelf whiskeys yep. uh, that don't have an age statement are one to three years. Once mm. you get above four years, you can start adding an age statement, aged four years in New American Oak. Yep. Um, and over in Scotland, Scotland's rule is It has to be aged in barrels, but they can only be used barrels. They cannot be aged in old barrels or in new barrels. New barrels, yeah. And uh, so what happens oftentimes is since America has to age in new American oak, they will age whiskey in new American oak and then ship the barrels over to Scotland, and then Scotland will age scotch in old American oak. (laughs) (laughs) Just one of
1: those funny little... Tidbits. yeah yeah and that's why rum is completely different because it's derived from sugarcane it's right. all sugarcane and that's why you get your dark rum which is mm-hmm. the molasses byproduct with the do it and then the clear rum which is the sugar side of it right yeah and i actually i kind of prefer dark rum over light rum Me personally
0: too. yeah for for mixing like rum and coke cuba libre kind of thing why oh rum? yeah uh yeah oh, but yeah. uh but you can get some really good, hey, uh, or really good dark rums, uh, oh, spice rums. I,
1: I actually, I actually prefer my rum and coke to be uh, dark rum. Like, really, like a, like a yes. I I like my Myers and Coke a mm. lot more than my Bacardi and Coke. It's just, it's just a preference I have. I like it because specifically because my wife doesn't like it. I, I will, do will do the bacardian. I will do the I do the
0: bacardian cl- and coke, but I'm uh-huh. but you have to have a lime to go with it.
1: Okay. If, if so you
2: don't a have a lime, Cuba, right. a true cuban. Cuba right. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, well, clear 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 rum all the way from mojitos, definitely. Yes. And daiquiris and stuff like that, definitely. Yes. Uh, but for, for just rum and Coke, I like it either, either spiced rum or a dark rum.
0: Yeah. If, if I, if I don't have a lime on hand, I like a Sailor Jerry 92, uh, um, mm-hmm. in, in my rum and Coke.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yep.
0: All right. Another, uh, another alcohol related tidbit. Oh, and then yeah, We'll get just... into some gaming and entertainment news. Yeah. Uh, so what is the best house present that you've ever discovered years later from a previous owner? And uh, unfortunately <laughs> most of the presents that you usually find are of the less than enthusiastic variety it's it's the oh this jackass tried to rewire the this this panel yep. on his own or you know what the hell were they thinking when they tapped the water for the fridge it's, it's I, those kind of surprises yeah
1: I found some old 1940s newspaper in my my original house my old house that you had we did some remodeling in the bathroom
2: mm-hmm. found
1: some old 1940s newspapers at the top that was kind of interesting mm-hmm Yep. Um,
0: let's see. Yeah, most of the surprises that I had in my last house were, I can't believe the con- the contractors were this cheap. Oh, yeah. Um, no. yeah. The, the sectioned off studs, like we found a couple of walls that had studs that didn't go full length. It's yeah.
1: Like you couldn't find well, another could two by four. Yeah. <laughs> even even just to nail it next to that one just to right. make it go all the way to the yeah top. just come just on.
0: toenail it for me for
1: god's yeah, sake come on right. it doesn't have to be exact at least just try a little bit harder than that right just be like eh, that's good enough you know whatever. right
0: someone asked what is the age statement on seagram seven uh there is no age statement on, C- on the base Seagram Seven, there it there are variants of Seagram Seven that yes that do have age statements. There's a Seagram Seven Eight, and I think a Seagram Seven Twelve. Um, but yeah, base Seagram Seven, it's likely twelve to eighteen months. It's it's not yeah it's not the most intense of aging processes. No,
1: it doesn't it doesn't have a very big oaky or right profile like that at all.
0: Right, the reason I like Seagram Seven in a lot of like cocktails that I will have. It's my house whiskey. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so when you come to my house and you want a whiskey cocktail, unless you're a really good friend, you're getting Seagram 7. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you you have to know the combination to the vault downstairs to to get access to some of the better stuff. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I have a 12 bottle bar upstairs uh, on, on a sideboard next to our table. And I have 12 bottles there that those are my house liquors. So I have a, a Gordon's London Dry Gin. I have a Seagram 7 Whiskey. I have uh, a couple of different rums. So I've got a Sailor Jerry 92 and a Bacardi White. Mm-hmm. I've got, and just staples. Just yeah, staples just stuff. just yeah. the staples. If I ask for a gin drink, this is the gin taste that I expect. It's not mm-hmm. the best, but it's the one that I expect. Yeah. And, and that's how I go through my 12-bottle bar selection. And uh, I will be doing a video of that for premium members on the content. So if you want to uh, check those out, Hit up the float plane or Patreon and look at the premium membership. Uh, I believe it's four or five dollars, depending on which platform you get on. And it uh, gets you usually access to one or two additional videos per month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can be a little bit looser on those videos. So it's kind of <laughs> fun.
1: Because it's float plane. Yeah. Because
0: it's float plane. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so Steve, you, you said you found some 1940s newspapers. I found yeah. some some studs that weren't full length. Yeah. Uh, you certainly didn't find a, a bottle of scotch. Not at all. Right. So one gentleman was renovating his kitchen and found a note left by the previous owner twenty years earlier when they originally bought the house underneath one of their kitchen cabinets. Uh, so now it wasn't the best scotch that they found, but it was a yep. note that was just like written in Sharpie on on the on the floorboard. And uh it said uh, the message reads: Jack and May lived here, three da- three kids and a dog. Kitchen done up during April and May, two thousand one. All the best. Have a drink on us. And tied to the floorboard. Um, let's see, can I do this without sound? Yeah, there we go. Uh, tied to the floorboard under this cabinet was a screw with a zip tie and a little, uh, a little shot bottle.
1: I think they were probably hoping that somebody wouldn't remodel it for a lot longer like it would maybe 50 years
0: right exactly yeah I mean it's just a little a little taster you know little Mm -hmm. three ounce bottle so you know one for you and one for your wife kind of thing Uh, uh, but uh, it was a little bottle of Glen Kinchy and I've never had Glen Kinchy but I assume it's a
1: decent scotch Uh, yeah but yeah, this, this was in Scotland, so I mean, you're you're getting it straight from the
0: source, it, right? Exactly. But how uh, how often do you you know knock out a cabinet and go, oh, there's a bottle of there's scotch, a bottle in, of scotch in
1: there? Yeah, I did have okay. So <laughs> I have I have two things. One, I have a friend who uh, recently moved into a farmhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, it was an old, dilap. It was an old, rundown. That the the previous owners were old, and I think they either had passed away or or maybe moved into an, a retirement home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it was in disrepair. So he he takes it up because he's always wanted land, uh, and so he goes out there and he finds this old outbuilding, this shed that's kind of been sitting out there, and he goes out there and he's got all this, tons of this homemade wine, like just tons of it. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's uh, he doesn't drink. And so he's he calls me up and he's like, "Hey Steve, come on over. I, w- I want to show you all this, all this stuff. You tell me if it's any good or not because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know anything about it." And I go out there and 90% of it looked really bad. And and yeah. you can tell that the guy probably cared at the beginning. Because he had some really nice old bottles with labels on it and everything yeah. like that, and then you start going down the line, and pretty soon it was just two liters, yeah, or or an old Sunny D bottle with the cap screwed back on it, and like mm. those are those are crap, but you don't. Those want are those. those are yeah. yeah, you don't want those. You're gonna die. But but the older <laughs> ones, they they were fine. They looked good. They had seals on the bottles and everything, and oh, they nice. were wine, nice fancy bottles mm-hmm. labeled like from 80, 81 Uh huh. I'm like, okay, I'll will take I'll take a couple bottles. I don't know what it's what it is. I haven't opened it yet, but <laughs> I, I maybe someday once we have some people over and we're brave enough, we'll we'll open it up and you see. You know what?
0: N- next time I come over, let's open that bottle.
1: Sure, let's do it. I, we'll see I've, how it is. If if it's
0: terrible, I have a Mother of All Storms in my fridge. I
1: have a Mother of All Storms too. You got one? Okay, good. I do.
0: I did get one. I'll uh, we'll tell you uh, what. You open your wine. I will open the Mother of All Storms, and we'll have them both perfect all
1: right but the oldest the oldest liquor i ever drank uh and and you can tell me yours after this i helped a a co-worker out with a Mm -hmm. computer problem many years ago and uh you know once once i was done with it she was we were talking again about drinks and stuff like that and she's like well my father uh uh no she's her grandfather it was her grandfather Mm -hmm. her grandfather was in france during world war ii and right when he was about to be shipped back because uh, the war had ended he had bought a couple bottles of scotch from in france mm-hmm. and took them back with him and he like almost never drank it and she says it's been passed down uh-huh. and i still have a i still have the bottle would you like some and i'm like do i want some scotch from world war Two,
0: from from 1938 yes 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 I want some
1: scotch yes from yes i want some <laughs> scotch so i had some and it was actually really good i mean it wasn't it wasn't intense at all it, i think some of the flavors have obviously gone down and stuff like that but it was actually really good i, I wasn't i didn't recognize the the, the name uh I, in fact i can't remember what the name was because it was french um <laughs> but uh uh it was really good uh, <laughs> a... He's like H. Scott. <laughs>
0: That's not what it says. Hmm. There's an R in there.
2: Oh, Scrot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, we shouldn't say that in chat. Screw it. I'll yeah, say it yeah. on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah. Um, oldest bottle that I've had was actually only about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, was a friend of mine who had bought a bottle of. 40 year scotch in Mm -hmm. 2009. And, uh, I had a little snifter out of that Mm -hmm. and it was really, really good. Yeah. I don't know that it was worth the four or five. I don't, I don't even remember what scotch it was, but it was a 40 year scotch. Mm Um, so 1979 or 1969 bottled, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that whatever price tag he paid for it
1: was worth it. Was worth it. Yeah,
0: it was a really good scotch, mm-hmm. but I've had some really good scotches. Yes, there's and, always diminishing returns, right? Um yeah. For me, a lot of my my liquor drinking and liquor, I don't want to say aficionado, but yeah. enthusiasm yeah. Um, is based around value. It's very similar yeah. to oh, how I how I approach a lot of, of my computer projects on here. Yeah. It's it's based very much around um, what is the best thing that I can get that tastes exactly like what I'm expecting it to. So oh, yes. what's the best Irish that I can get? What's the yes. best rum that I can get? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to spend too much. What's the mm-hmm. best example of rum for 30 bucks? Yeah. What's the best example of an all-around whiskey that I can buy in bulk for like 20 bucks that I'm Mm. not going to be disappointed if I'm experimenting with something.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, So that's why I kind of settled on Seagram 7, because at $20 for a handle of it, that's a Mm. 1.75, it tastes like whiskey. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of good in it. There's not a lot of bad in it. It has all of the right components. Yep. That's my house whiskey. And that's usually how I choose things like that. Now it's not to say I don't experiment with more expensive bottles, mm-hmm. but I I don't exactly buy forty dollar bottles to drink them in cocktails.
1: No, you use them to sip and to share and to slowly enjoy them.
0: Exactly, and yeah. and Steve knows this. It took me. Yeah. It takes me usually like a year to go through a fifty dollar yeah. bottle because oh, yeah. that's how I enjoy them.
1: I think I think I still have some. A year old Basil Hayden sitting there, and I'm just slowly slip on it because I like that stuff. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So when I want a whiskey and coke, I'm like you said, the Seagram Seven. I'll mm-hmm. I'll get something like that. Yep. I'm gonna save my good stuff for when I want some good stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people were chiming in about the uh, best present their previous owners had left them. Uh, mm-hmm. GI Pilot says aluminum wiring, horsehair, pea gravel, and no grounding.
2: Oh, wonderful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah we had uh a solid core aluminum wiring house that uh went up in flames on us Oof! so it's a bad one yep yeah. no i i know all about that fun uh yeah we'd lived in the house about three weeks and our living room went up in flames so luckily we were still in the process of like moving everything in plus we were poor af so we didn't have anything mm-hmm. uh so we really didn't lose anything in that fire but yeah yeah we, we had a fire in, in one house and that was fun that was fun but after that house i uh uh i bought a manufactured home a small manufactured home that was built in 1968 that had upgraded Ooh. wiring and that had my first bar in it and in fact it was also a wet bar and so it had it had the old 70s leather wrapped uh mm, bar top yes and, I loved that yeah. place. Okay, now, so
2: yeah. The bar itself
0: was... was this wide. Like, yeah. that's it. It, yeah. it had enough room to set like two bottles and mix yourself a drink, but it had the it had the gold vein mirrors behind it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh it had
0: three glass shelves and so I had yes. had my that was my first bar. Was, oh
1: yeah. Yeah. So so there's there's this uh the the house before we we moved in this when we were looking for uh uh in Glad in the Gladstone area, which is Oregon City uh, for people mm-hmm. who uh, don't live in Oregon. Um there was this one house we looked at and we made a bid on it cuz we fell in love with it right away because uh-huh. of that exact thing. Yeah. There was a real you know, this wasn't a little bar this was a big bar downstairs. Yeah. But it was definitely your 70s bar. Uh it had uh um the like you said the the gold mirror in the back. Yeah,
0: the gold vein mirror. The yeah. gold vein oh, mirror, so but good. it
1: but it but it also had like this um etched uh flamingo in it too on both sides <laughs> of course it did and, it, and it, it oh it was it was great and it had the the the, sh- the plush shag carpeting in there it, it, this looked like a 70s bar Yeah. And like oh this is sweet <laughs> it's like going back in time it's like okay we got we got to bit on this house because the whole downstairs area was like it looked like it was uh you know used just for entertainment was like oh this right. is perfect you know, we can we can throw really great parties down here. Mm-hmm. This will be fun. But we got outbid. Um yep. and then we eventually got this house, which is still a great great space for, for hosting oh, yeah. things. Yeah, no, your
0: yeah. your downstairs is awesome for, for yeah. entertaining. Um yeah. we were looking at a house that uh when you walked in the front door, so this is just this last year when we were shopping. Um when you walked in the front door, there's an iron rod spiral staircase that goes up mm. right in front of the of the door. And yep. it and it was um it wasn't uh, glass vein mirrors. So if you don't know what I'm talking about with glass mm. vein mirrors, it's the gold leafing in like random crack formations o- over the top of glass, and yeah. it's a very '70s thing. Uh, oh yeah, and they're they're great. Uh, this didn't have the glass vein, but it did have the individual really long skinny panels with beveled edges. And, yeah. and so that there was a mirror finish on three sides uh, as you're going mm-hmm. up the staircase. And it was like, yes, that is gorgeous and an absolute swinger pad kind of thing oh they have.
1: Yes. So there, there was another one in Oregon City that we saw just recently because, you know, we we're just like my wife, I guess, for her like uh, past, you know instead of looking at Facebook, she likes to look at Zillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there was one in Oregon City she found that was was even more 70s than the one that we had previously bid on. Uh-huh. Like you said, spiral staircase, wood paneling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had, uh, you know, those um, uh, knobby, like, uh, wood beams everywhere, too, you know, in, yep. as dividers. Yep. Uh, the shag carpeting big grandfather clock in the middle of the thing <laughs> the rope owl off to the side <laughs> i mean this thing was like oh my god this is like this is a house that's trapped in time yeah and no i, was like, I, I don't want
0: to no our, our our manufactured home was very much like that yeah, um yeah so it was a single wide home but it was a fairly open floor plan except for the mm. two bedrooms it was, it was a two bedroom one mm. bath um, the bedrooms were fairly tiny, but the bulk of the house was the lounge area with the bar. Mm. Um, and so there was like this little like cigar bar area in between the kitchen and the bedroom hallway. Oh, fun. And, uh, and so we had a couple of recliners right there and a bookshelf and a couple of, uh, of lamps and, and that was great. And it was just me and my wife at the time. We didn't have any kids. And so we would just sit there and I'd have a cigar and a, and a, and a brandy and she'd sit mm-hmm. there reading her books. And it's like, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um sounds the, like you could have used a smoking jacket huh? i could have used a smoking jacket and in fact uh i went and changed my shirt before the show and my wife goes uh uh you didn't feel dressed up enough i said well steve steve has a smoking jacket with the whole velvet you know red thing she goes you need a smoking jacket and I went, uh-huh.
1: yeah i, think I, I yep. think I do
0: i think i do i think i do um but uh, anyway, our kitchen was actually a vaulted ceiling. So it was an 11-foot oh, fun, ceiling yeah. in a manufactured home, single-wide manufactured home,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, that had uh, this uh, raw exposed wood rafter kind of mm-hmm. looking thing. Looked really phenomenal for, you know, what it was. And yeah. then, uh, and, and had kind of like a little A-frame between that and the living room. So it, it was a very small place, but it didn't feel small because there was there was space there was elevation right. there was things around it um and uh but it was all wood paneling inside um you know not not a huge house but yeah it had character it had a lot of it had character
1: what it is yeah oh yeah. yeah absolutely yeah i know i i i kind of like that nostalgic 70s aesthetic but mm-hmm. i don't think i want my whole house to be that so what
0: i will say is the outside of my current house is 100% 70s retro modern it's great (laughs) (laughs) and everything in this area is that same kind of design yeah it's Um, all
1: built built all built in the 70s yeah 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 Yeah, my
0: house was built in 79 so yeah there we go yeah right on the turn when it was it's not the 60s deco modern where it's uh you know everything's like a a round yeah it's not the brady bunch it's not the jetsons it's the it's the just before we got into the 80s where all of the cars were square and they were trying to integrate into the housing Uh, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of angles and they're all 90 or 45s and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks great. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, just saw the stream. Where's the OVH data center at? That is in, uh, Strasbourg, France. uh ready to get some game news
1: yeah Let's we got a little it. bit we got a little bit to talk about here we
0: do uh yeah. so we talked about this what three months ago bit. Something yeah, like that. yeah yeah Just yeah yeah this,
1: this was announced uh yeah. but now it's been finalized yeah so uh
0: so bethesda and ZeniMax have formerly now been acquired by microsoft they are now right. part of the microsoft umbrella of game studios publishers etc mm-hmm. um so the deal is done. Uh, it's, a, it's
1: a big, big deal for Microsoft, I have to say.
0: Yeah, this is a, a big, a, a big, big studio, a big, big publishing house, yeah. and uh, a lot of games that have a massive following. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at this list. Look at the yes. faces on this list.
1: Oh yeah, all recognizable.
0: You know who they are. You know yep. what games they produce. There's not a bad face on that list. Uh, And in fact, there's a lot of things that I hope Microsoft takes and runs with. And I've been saying this for a couple of years, but Microsoft has been doing some really, really good things in the realm of uh, gaming culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're approaching it with a more open attitude. Which I'm
1: happy about, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Microsoft could have gone the way Sony was trying to go, bring mm-hmm. nothing but exclusive content. Have have our our core fifteen or twenty titles, right. which is very much also the 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 Nintendo way. Uh, we have Mario, we have Banjo, yeah. we have Zelda, we have, uh uh, you know Smash Brothers, we have Mario Kart. No one else has those. We can charge what we want. We can mm-hmm. put any price on it, and people will buy. And uh, to that extent, that model works for, for Nintendo. Um, I will say, to an extent, that model kind of works for Sony. It works in the in the the Spider Man and the God of War and the mm. Little Big Planet and and on all their exclusive games. Last of Us,
1: um, although although the, there's a lot more of those coming to PC as well.
0: Right. Sony is because Microsoft has been pushing pressure, yeah. more of an open agenda. It's forcing Sony to play Microsoft's game instead of vice versa. Yeah. Because remember, during the the uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 heyday. Um, there was a GTA five exclusive release for a couple of weeks on PlayStation Yeah. Um, where they got it first and then Xbox 360 got it. Um, There, there have been a, a bunch of instances like that. And then there's also timed exclusives where we'll go mm-hmm. exclusive to the consoles for, yeah. you know, 18 months and then we'll sell to PC or then, right. or maybe we'll never sell to PC.
1: Yeah. See, I, I never got the whole, I'm not going to ever do PC or whatever like that. Right. Timed exclusives I would get. Uh, right. you know and um you know because there's gonna be the diehards out there that want it day one and stuff like mm-hmm. that and they're gonna get a lot of money off of that but when you don't release it on i i mean i understand sony not releasing on microsoft in on a, on a thing but not releasing on steam or epic well specifically specifically steam because it's right. not necessarily microsoft it could also be linux right right uh you're just losing money you're just wasting money because right. there's a certain set of people who will not go out and buy a, Pia, a PlayStation just to buy a game. Right. Right. They're not going to do that, so you're not going to get those people to there come There are over.
0: a number of games that I missed out on playing for the PS3 and PS4, mm-hmm. so I've never played a God of War game. I've never played Last of Us. I've never played yeah. Uncharted. I've never played... Go down the list of Sony exclusives. I don't
2: have I, a
1: PlayStation. I have something fairly controversial to admit. I did play Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, there's a lot of people hyping it up. I'm like, right, it's gonna be great. And I'm like, this is kind of a slog. You know, yeah, I've, I've thought I <laughs> that about a couple of games.
0: Right now, I yeah. am going through Horizon Zero Dawn. So, so mm-hmm. speaking of games that have come to PC and Sony having to all of a sudden start to play Microsoft's game of let's release titles for a third party, yep. dev- you know, third party platform. Um, I'm starting to go through Last of Us. Uh, I'm I'm only a
1: I mean, three four hours in. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. No Horizon right. Zero Dawn, excuse me. Yes, yeah, sir.
0: Yeah, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I'm only about three or four hours in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thus far, the gameplay is okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not disappointed in the gameplay. I'm very disappointed in some other aspects of the game, though. I'm mm-hmm. very disappointed in the dialogue tree method and in a lot of the... Um, and I know Grand Theft Auto and, and uh, Fallout 4... Kind of, and, and Mass Effect kind of spoil us with the level of voice acting that are in those games. Right, right. Um, but this feels like going back to Oblivion.
2: Uh
1: oh, okay. Like
0: Elder Scrolls 4, right. where the lines are said in a bubble and there's mm-hmm. no emotion relating right. to the next line. Right. And there's no tree that carries you from one line to the next line. And so uh, I've had a lot of instances where. I will walk up to a vendor, and they'll go, "What do you want this time?" And mm-hmm. uh, let me see what you have for sale. Here's what I've got. And and yeah. it's it's like that is so immersion breaking, and and it, it is, is. It, it's not a simple thing to fix, but that's and, and one it, of the things that's like yeah. beating me in the face right now. Is it's,
1: it's yeah, it's it's something that I've heard several times, especially from from voice actors from people who typically do uh, uh you know tv and movies mm-hmm. and they'll get them to do video games and stuff like that that they can do dialogue options yeah. and stuff like that and they and they've even done maybe even you know animated voiceovers mm-hmm. they'll tell you that video games is much harder yeah because of what you just said i have nothing to play off of i don't know what the user chose before so i don't know how to react off of it right so I just say one line and it may seem out of place because it didn't. Yep.
0: All I have is a list yeah. in front of me of things that I'm supposed to say.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and maybe like a, a main guidance, like neutral, aggressive, or friendly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the line. And, and when they say, okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. Then that's all to say you get in it. But, uh, but there have been conversations like, what do you want this time? I want to yeah. see what's for sale. Oh, take a look at my wares. And then you'll go and buy something. And, uh, and then they'll go like, Are you finished yet? And yeah. and you go, Yeah, thank you. And they'll go, have a wonderful day. Like like it just It's like the it tone goes, and I know we're spoiled on some games that yeah. are much more linear than what yeah. Horizon is trying to be, but at the same time mm-hmm. it is so just
2: Yeah. It hits yeah. you
0: in the face with how blunt and blatant some right. of these transitions are. Right. Um yeah. And I will say the story to this point, it's interesting, it's interesting. And I'm hoping it gets more interesting because at the moment it seems very flat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wanna try it eventually. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the universe looks very unique. Mm -hmm. The graphics look wonderful.
0: Graphics are wonderful. I I will say the graphics might be slightly overblown. Don't don't at me. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're good graphics, but when you get into combat situations, it's very very scripted animation-y.
1: animationy. Oh, okay. So there's no real skill involved. It's like It's it's almost... a,
0: it's a button mash and hope you're pointed in the right direction. Mm, okay. And I'm a nice little answer. like like if you're if you're shooting a bow, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But once you get into the sword combat, there's mm-hmm. nothing but pre-scripted animations. And oh, and yeah. you have to do your animation before the AI does their animation otherwise X will happen. And gotcha. and so there's very it, it's not a very complicated combat system, and it's a little frustrating. Mm. So, taking swings at nothing but air when the AI leaped three seconds before you started your large sw- sword move. Swinging, and,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not great. And
0: now you're both facing away from each other, and you have a one-second recovery time, and so everyone's kind of going
1: oh right Aww. we were
0: fighting hold on yeah let me turn around <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't, it's it doesn't that feel kind of smooth and fluid it feels, right. feels clunky right. yeah and so i know we've been spoiled by some other games but yeah. hearing how much horizon was hyped up i'm i'm left a little bit wanting
1: hmm. no i get that yeah like i said like for last of us for me was like hyped up it's like oh it's just a great story and everything like that it's like okay yeah i i kind of get that the story is intriguing yeah. but the gameplay was just so boring and monotonous, and I just <laughs> Jeff didn't talking like about it. Karst.
0: Yes, I am talking about Karst. It's a uh, NPC that you meet early on in the game, and uh, oh, okay, and and they're both standoffish and incredibly friendly, and there's no middle ground.
1: <laughs> That's yeah, bipolar NPC. Bipolar yeah. NPC. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you want now? Have a wonderful day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that that is pretty immersion breaking, and it's yeah, you know, and and it, it could be down to just the director not telling the voice actor right. what they're doing, and or, or maybe they did, and they did two different takes, and then the developers like I don't know which one to use. But let's just splice them together. Right. I don't know.
0: That sounded good so, to me, right? Yeah, like, and hey. and again, the dialogue in a bubble might be pretty good. Like it's all voice. It's a hundred percent voice acted. Right. Um, there, ugh, there's some some. Issues I have with the way they're doing the storytelling too, because you're playing a, a girl who's supposed to be an outcast. Right. And uh, I know this whole story is about Microsoft and we went on in a Sony tangent, but
1: whatever, whatever.
0: Um, but you're playing a girl who's an outcast to a tribe and, and they all shun her and hate her and everything else just because she's slightly different mm-hmm. or whatever else. Um, but uh, because there's no dialogue to carry the story, mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. talks to herself as she's entering new areas and tells mm-hmm. you things that you could discover other ways if they bothered showing you. Right. Um, and so you walk into a new area and she's like, uh, wow, there's a lot of people here. Hopefully I'll find someone I can trade with. And then it goes, new merchant available.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> Thank kind of you. wonder that...
1: Yeah. i wonder that that like some of the older games especially the older rpgs were more immersive because they had more complex dialogue trees and more options you can go with and
0: they didn't spoon
1: feed you the story you right. had to go and, out and, and seek it yeah right. and because there were no voiceovers like that it, it was a little more immersive because you put your own inclination to how you were saying it and how the person responded to you
0: right exactly
1: i mean yes the dialogue the dialogue but you know it 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 was a little bit more of your own imagination playing into it and correct uh,
0: yeah yeah when when you when you add spoken dialogue to a game
1: mm-hmm. you're
0: adding such a wild card because it's no longer just me reading lines on a screen and interpreting the emotion there because that's something completely different than hearing dialogue with right. emotion conveyed in it yeah. And, just, just and it not at, matching the mood that's set by the right. scene.
1: <laughs> just just look at some of the some of the brilliant responses that they had in some of the old Fallout games. Yeah, like not not only just responses, but there would be responses based on your intelligence level. Yeah. So if you if you had like zero intelligence, people would talk down to you yeah. on, on the dialogue. They'd yeah. be like, "Oh, you know, oh, it's great that you figured that out." Type yeah. of thing. That. Let me that get some crayons so I can yeah.
0: draw you a diagram.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't happen in like Fallout Four or Fallout Seventy Six. Just right. it doesn't, it can't because yeah. there's only so much that the voice actors can do. Right. It's like, yeah, it's great that you got voice actors now. It does it's kind of nice that you hear what's going on.
0: But it also flattens the but difficulty curve. It also flattens the experience. Curve. Yeah.
1: It flattens experience. It flattens everything. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I think that when you have like a text-based one, you're, there are more options, but you you lose that over immersiveness where you feel like someone's actually talking to you.
2: Correct,
0: and and like I said, that's a hard one to get through. And it is. and games like GTA V have completely spoiled us of that because GTA V is 100% pre-scripted on every single mm-hmm. bit of dialogue
1: mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. all of the cutscenes. And I mean, as opposed to like when you're driving through the city, people screaming at you, that's all procedural. Right, right. Depending right, on right. what you Yeah, but, but 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 as the game progresses, that's but the all scripted.
0: Storytelling. It's is, all
1: scripted, yeah. It's
0: all scripted. Yeah. And they did a phenomenal job with it. Where right. every single scene was directed. It wasn't just a voice actor yeah. taking a cut. It was this is the direction of the scene. Here's the emotion yeah. you need to convey. Um or if you look at GTA four, the main story was done that way, but all of the side missions, all of the stranger missions were all very, very static. It Mm -hmm. was, uh, uh, you walk up to a random NPC and they go, Hey man, how you doing? And, uh, and Nico would come out with a completely different emotion. Do you want a piece of me? (laughs) And, and that's the way we used to play voice acted games. And, and like I said, there's been this new wave of good voice acting thanks Mm -hmm. to Mass Effect, GTA five, fallout four, but we also shallow the pool as far as possible responses when we do stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, someone higher up in the chat said, "Rip Fallout." Um, do you realize Fallout '76 was under the Zenimax brand, right? Yeah. There could not have been a more poorly executed version of Fallout. Oh yeah. If EA would have done it.
1: Yeah. Actually, so a, a really a really good summation of Fallout '76 uh one of the youtubers I, I follow that i really like is an uh, internet historian his name is internet historian he has a video dedicated it's about i uh, 45 minutes long where mm-hmm. he talks about the whole cock up of of fallout 76. yeah and and it's just it's it's just way to keep us with cocktail up the, mark oh yeah oh every he, they cover everything from just the horrible launch mm-hmm. to to the, the, the bags that they gave, to the I was the at rum. the
0: launch. I was at oh, yeah. QuakeCon for Fallout 76's reveal, and the reception there was worse than you could imagine. It, it was it was beyond the, the Diablo for mobile, don't you guys have phones? It yeah. was, you want to take what is primarily a single-player sandbox experience, give us no NPCs, and expect us to build quests based on other real world players have you met other people in the real world they suck (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i want in my fallout game and it it was one of the most tone-deaf pc games i have ever seen in my life and one of the poorest launches that i've ever seen
1: it seemed like a real blatant cash grab. It was because of all the microtransactions and and Oh, it yeah, totally it, was. It, it was it was it was not great.
0: Right. It was let's I try mean, to it, make an MMO with the Fallout 4 engine. What the, the what could be so bad about running code right. on the client side with no verification, said every yeah. MMO MMO ever.
1: Yeah, conceptually it sounds exciting. Like right. I want a, a Fallout-based MMO. Sounds right. wonderful, right? Execution? Uh, horrible. Execution what it turned
0: out is Tracking down hollow tapes uh, to, to play back to tell you some story that you should care about for some people that you'll never meet.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that so. was the quest. It was oh, we need to get this colony fresh water. Well, where are they at? Well, they're off on a journey right now. But you can go to the colony, and if you can get their wells filled, they'll they'll transfer you some 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 caps. And you're like, okay. Well, do I meet them when I get the water installed? <laughs> no. No. No.
1: No. <laughs> no. That doesn't happen.
0: Right. So yeah, it yeah. awful concept, awful execution.
1: No, um, oh, wonderful concept. I, I like. I would like a, a Fallout universe you know, MMO. You know, I think it would yeah, be okay. I'll take that back. Probably but, a but, decent
0: concept.
1: Yeah, I mean, because like even even uh, uh, you know Elder Scrolls has an MMO. Yeah, it's fairly successful. And that's okay. Uh, it's yeah. it's okay. I, it's I played a little bit of it. It's not. Mm, it's okay. Uh, yeah. It's it's definitely better done than fallout 76 yes by far yeah. it, but it is your traditional mmo it's not your elder scrolls experience at all yeah. it's like more like a traditional mmo but at least it's in the elder scrolls universe and if you like that mythos and if you like all the stuff that goes along with it hey the great it's yeah. it's a fun mmo for that yeah solid but yeah that's kind of what we were hoping with fallout 76 and we got nothing like that
0: we got no story we got no interaction and we got the typical online gaming community that hacks the living hell out of the game Mm -hmm. from the very get-go and drops nuclear bombs everywhere and yeah Yeah. it was just awful um it was not good yeah and the reception there was like eh
1: yeah no, watch watch the internet historian video on Fallout 76. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen that really, one but it's but he really, makes some good. really good stuff. He yeah, he does some really good stuff. So he, he's one of the, I think he's probably one of the best sponsors for NordVPN. He does the the NordVPN commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. <laughs> things were the, the the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um but no, I mean just looking at this list, they get Rage, they get Dishonored, they get Fallout, yes. they get Doom, they get um I mean even some one off games like Sinew's Sacrifice. Like Yeah. There's a great, great, you know, Elder Scrolls, you know. Uh, there are, Wolfenstein, there are some fantastic games in that catalog. Yes. And uh, honestly, Microsoft's been doing right by gamers lately, by opening up multiplayer, by doing multiplayer. They have been. By forcing Sony's and Nintendo's hand for multi-platform multiplayer. Yep. Uh, by releasing games, both for the Xbox and for the 360, or Xbox and PC, excuse me. Yeah. Um, uh, and trying to make it a, yeah, we make games and we would like you to play them. Yeah. Instead of a, we make games, come to our garden. There's no wall. Don't worry about it. There's totally a wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, we all know the game that Sony and Nintendo have been playing for so long, and Microsoft is going completely counter to that. And it's gotten yeah. to the point where Sony goes, we need to compete over there. We, yeah. we can't just play our own game anymore because in a couple of years, Microsoft's going to put us in our place. yeah. And so if we don't compete with that idea and that mentality now, that's going yeah. to be a problem. We're going to lose faith in in our ecosystem.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like they're literally just leaving money on the floor. Yeah. And, and if they want to bring in exclusivity, uh, most people don't have a problem with time exclusivity. They, uh-huh. They're fine with that like yeah okay you want it here first you have to be in our system first yeah but you know a year and a half down the road we will release it i guess to everybody else
0: i i will say i'm one of the people who all things being equal it's a bad deal to go with timed exclusivity deals you think so um overall for developers for publishers for everything else um the reason you do exclusive or timed exclusivity deals is because the person who wants you on their platform gave you x money Mm -hmm. that's the way it works is epic games wants you to launch on their platform first so people will use epic games okay it's advertising
1: 101 right right that's a little different though so epic games did something a little different they don't own the studio correct because like, in these cases they yeah. didn't. They didn't. But, <laughs> now but they, they do. Some, some. In some cases, they do now. Yeah. They make enough money from uh, Fortnite that they're. <laughs> yes, they bought know. quite a few studios. Right. But they they did the other thing where they basically bribed the studios right. to make it exclusive. Right. And I, I'm not a big fan of that and, either. And
0: and from the consumer standpoint, that's negative consumer. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't like the consumer that so much. doesn't win there. Yeah. Um, the
0: studio gets a payday. Right. But at the same time, if I were the studio, I'd also look at. Would I rather tie into Epic Games exclusively, which people are kind of hot and cold on yeah. as a whole, and do I want my name associated with that? Even right. look at some of the bigger studios with Bethesda and Borderlands 3, which was yeah. a timed exclusive for a year with the Epic Games Store. Yeah, Would Borderlands have been better served by just releasing on the PC or by taking a payday and accepting that there will be less people playing in a less active community?
1: It must have been one hell of a payday because you would think... I
0: guarantee it was one hell of a payday that, because yes. a year ago, Epic Games was throwing some cash around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, simultaneously releasing on, on all platforms, which which they did, but I mean, like, not only Epic, but also Steam, which right. was the bigger uh, membership, uh, especially even now, I think Steam is, is much bigger. Mm-hmm. Epic must have thrown some serious cash at them to, to, right. to make them...
0: No, exactly. And uh, the, the problem is that people who were diehard Borderlands fans,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I put myself into that because I have yeah. hundreds of hours into Borderlands 1 and 2, yeah. including yeah. playing through multiple times by myself and multiple times yeah. with a, a party of four. Me,
1: me, me as well. I've done one and two multiple times.
0: I didn't buy Borderlands 3 until it was on a Steam sale for 10 bucks. I and, still haven't and bought Borderlands 3. I still haven't played it
1: yeah i haven't played it. i either. don't care about it right now yeah i, I know because like i've lost interest in it right when uh, it was new
0: i was hyped i was like
1: yeah that looks but amazing I, I, I didn't want to play it on epic
0: i didn't want to play it on epic yeah. I, I went 90 percent of my games catalog at that point was on steam it's mm-hmm. I, i'm trying to even that out with good old games any game that launches on good old games i buy it yeah uh if it's even free right yeah. Um, DRM free. I own the copy. I can keep a copy on my server. If Google Games ever goes under, I still have a copy. Like yeah. that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I wasn't going to invest in another platform that might or might not be around in three years. Uh, I I always hated trying mm-hmm. to buy games on Origin and Ubi, you know, Uplay and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one. EA sucked at managing their online store anyway and and keeping their accounts secure. And I've had numerous problems with EA's platform over the years. Um, But I wasn't... I didn't want to sign into Epic Games just to play Borderlands 3. Like, I was really enthusiastic for it, but not enough to drop 60 bucks into an unknown. And as a consequence of that, Borderlands 3, I could take it or leave it.
1: I mean, I, I do think... I do see that uh, epic seems to be changing their strategy though. They're not they're not doing the timed exclusive so much anymore. Right. They're outright buying the studio now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and they're offering which is you know, uh, you know, good good on them. They're offering like a ton of free games. Like yeah. they just just come in and and get this game for free. Yeah. Like at least two a month or something like that. Um so that's going to bring people to the platform because it's like, "Well, I got all these games. They're free." I might as well come and play it and like pretty soon they have this big old library built up mm-hmm. on their platform I'm like well i already have this platform that i already play a lot of games on that i got for free anyway yeah yeah i'll, I'll, I'll buy one here too that's fine i think that's probably the better strategy on that point um and i think it's going to get more consumers in their camp than making buying timed exclusives it's like you're giving charity to the consumer as opposed to punishing the consumer, which is what timed, timed exclusives seems to do. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs>
0: I won't play Borderlands 3 due to Randy being, well, Randy. And that's yeah, another Randy, Yeah, that's, right. that's true. That's right. right. Yeah,
1: whatever. I, I totally get that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so two more quick stories to get through. We've only sure. got a couple of minutes left here. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm not a Dota fan.
1: I Neither care. was I. I'm, not, I, I'm right. not a big MOBA fan either. Really. Right. I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm not a
0: MOBA fan either. I I'm very much a single player or competitive with my friends. I don't. Right. I'm not a go online and play with anyone kind yeah. of person. Right. Sorry, I'm just not. Um, but uh, Artifact uh, is in the news this week now. We got to see artifact firsthand when it yeah. launched at PAX 2018. We were there at the launch and Steam spent a not insignificant amount of money
1: for a it was good a, amount of real estate. It was a big chunk of PAX that they had taken over.
0: It was a quarter of one of the exhibit yeah. halls. And it like, was
1: it was it was rare because Valve almost never comes to these things.
0: Right. And almost and never. they bought a massive chunk of one of the halls yeah. like it was them AMD, AMD had like a fifth of the space that Valve yeah. had, and then there were a couple other tech companies there. There was Logitech, which also had a fairly big uh, booth mm-hmm. right there, um, and then a whole bunch of other like little ones. And indie, indie, indie village was right there as well. Yeah. Um, but seriously, Valve took up like a quarter of one of the exhibition halls to launch Artifact.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Artifact is a card-based game off of Dota Two, uh, which I never quite understood uh not that i'm a huge dota 2 fan but i just didn't get the sales pitch of all of the excitement of dota 2 now in an online card game oh yeah like i just could (laughs) not get myself hyped about it
1: yeah dota 2 is too fast paced let's slow it down let's slow it down yeah yeah
0: yeah uh so apparently everyone agreed with me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> because Artifact has now gone one hundred percent free to play, uh, and and Valve has ceased development on right. future
1: updates. Yeah, and this isn't like how CS:GO went free to play because CS:GO went free to play, and they're still doing like their cases, and they're still making they're new still, hats, they're, and like, they're still making yeah, yeah, yeah with well, TF- yeah, 2 like, Team, yeah, Team yeah, Team First Two. Yeah. Like they, they still have an income stream on those it's, games, even though they're, they're free to play. They still have an income stream. There's no income stream on this whatsoever. No
0: transactions, nothing. No for transactions,
1: sale, actions, no not... nothing for sale. That's like when you when you get a free account, you get all the, all the cards, what everything. You get everything. Yep. So they're just like, eh, okay, this sucked. Sorry, guys. Here you go. Just happened. Yeah, and uh, is basically what happens.
0: And and for Valve to go, yeah, this was not a success. Is is a very rare swing and a miss for them.
1: Yeah, they they're usually spot on in just about everything.
0: Yeah, they they usually um, print money when they make something. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, this was this was a this was a swing and a miss for them. Yeah, and and it was too because like when I heard that Valve was coming to PAX that year, I was excited. Right? Like, oh, what's what's Artifact? It's like, oh, it's a card game. Uh, yeah. Valve sorry, is bringing um, a new like, IP
0: to, oh, it's a card yeah, game based uh, on Dota
1: 2. Yeah, really? No. It's like, yeah. I don't know who thought that that was a good but, idea. They, but...
0: they had like a hundred different stations that you could sign up for to go and play the card game with one of the development team or the marketing team or things like that. And we're like, nah. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> whatever. So, same thing happened to Scrolls. Yeah, Scrolls was yeah. the uh, the other one that. It's like.
1: That was that was the Notch's one. That was the, yeah, the that, Minecraft yeah, My, that, uh, Minecraft guy yeah
0: yeah that was Notch's uh, uh, Scrolls which
1: yeah didn't go anywhere
0: which Elder yeah. Scrolls sued him because they thought they owned yes, the word Scrolls right
1: but then not no, just, no like, sold... now they're
0: under the same umbrella though so it's all he just
1: good. sold he just sold Minecraft to Microsoft for like a billion dollars 2. or something two point like two billion that. dollars yeah he's like he yeah. doesn't care anymore he's fine
0: he doesn't he doesn't care. Yep. Uh, just give Magic the Gathering online with a proper UI and done. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not rocket science to get a successful card game. I don't think Dota Two was necessarily the the right. precipice they needed to jump off of to get it though. Yeah. So, uh, and also sticking with Valve news, uh, yeah. Steam's remote play together feature now yes. works without a Steam account
1: that's right up to one player right now if you sign yeah. up for their beta if you if you use their beta uh uh and it's free anybody can do it mm-hmm. there's a certain set of games that support the play together feature and with that you can go into the overlay get a link and send it to one of your friends and that friend should be able to join the game without even to have without even to have uh, uh, a steam account Right. Or the game, you just like log in and you, they, they can join you, which is actually pretty neat. Uh, um, I'm not too sure how the technology works. I'm assuming it's kind of a streaming technology where it's based yes. on LAN play.
0: Yeah, it's 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 based on Steam play where it's, it's a streaming technology and, and mm-hmm. it basically stream plays over the internet, but you stay as a local player and yes. you can do shared split screen or in some instances, two instances of the game. Shared, depending if the developers supported that. Um, So it has to be developer supported um, or just a split screen two-player game. Uh, So a game like Overcooked or, you know, games like that that have baked in two-player modes, uh, those will work. Uh, uh, If you want uh, games like Borderlands, also have baked in two-player modes for split screen or uh, multi-monitor systems. Uh, You can play games like that.
1: Which is always, which was like like the Jackbox games, the Jackbox party games. Yeah, I've always loved those games because not everybody had to own it. You just you just had to own it, right? And then you just like tell people, hey, just go to the browser, type in this code. Yep, you're in the game. This is going to be something fairly similar. Right now, it's only limited to one person who knows if they're going to expand it or not. But you just send them this link they click on it they can join your game yep they don't have to own it or anything
2: yeah
0: kind of kind of some cool tech kind uh, of neat yeah i think that's kind of kind of good yeah because now i can play games in steve's library and not have to buy them
1: <laughs> that's right you give me some whiskey i'll give you some of my games
0: that's right there we go there you go and we have an accord
1: that's yes, right
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay it is 10 past the hour of 10 o'clock it is. uh that was a pretty good show
1: it was yeah Uh, The the two cocktails kind of worked out great. Yeah. uh, Because I don't feel like I'm about to pee my pants right now. So Mm -hmm. this is really good.
0: Yeah, there is an advantage to only drinking, you know, nine ounces of fluid instead of, you know, 48 ounces of fluid. 48 (laughs) ounces of fluid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You get a couple of bombers on here and by the end of the show, we're going, oh,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not that right now. I'm definitely, I'm definitely fine. Yep. In fact, I kind of want to make the bee's knees again. I want to add a little more of that um, honey instead. In, this time, because I I enjoyed yeah. it, but it just didn't have that didn't have that honey. Uh, so it's
0: funny. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was on uh, E Technics uh, weekly live stream on Fridays. and yes, uh, it's, I saw that. It's right an now. hour show, and yeah. uh, he goes since since we have craft computing on. I, I I figured you know I might as well have some beer, and he he had uh, some stellar on there, and I, I had one beer as well, but it was eleven o'clock my time a.m. Right. So I'm like. I'm only going to have one, and it's like a pilsner. Yeah. Um, but uh, he had some Stellas, and it's like 7 p.m. his time. Yeah. And so uh, I think he had three or four during the one-hour oh. show. And uh, <laughs> But there's Stellas,
1: though. There's Stellas. They're, I mean, not stellar. high
0: ABV, but there's a right. lot of liquid there. He yeah, had, there's he a lot had of liquid. He had three yet. or four 12-ounce you know, bottles of Stella. Right. And, uh, he, uh, and right after we signed off, he goes, I hate to do this, but I really need to pee right now. And,
1: uh, like, Hey dude, I know. And I, I know. said,
0: that is us every single week. It's like, yeah. and we're out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go by. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we didn't even say goodbye yeah. to each other. We just yeah. leave the stream. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I know.
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah, that one of the the downsides of having a two plus hour live show every week where yeah. we're consuming beverages.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. There's no pee break. I'm thinking about doing the trucker, trucker's uh, pee bottle right here.
0: It's <laughs> a two-liter belief. It's like, like,
1: ah. Yeah.
0: And another <laughs> news. <We're> like, mm. <laughs> okay. What were we talking about again? <laughs> Sorry. I blacked out there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen it already, go check out E-Technic's uh, mm-hmm. breakdown of why are graphics cards and just about everything yes. else so damn expensive? Because it does a really it
1: good job, yeah. really
0: dives into into some detail that a lot of people may not know. And the problem is really a little bit of everything. So uh good job there andy anyway thank you so much for joining us here on talking heads episode 174 your once week live show of the latest in beer and tech news every wednesday night at 8 p.m pacific time right here on youtube if you like the content you see on this channel and want to help support us in what we do consider joining the patreon or float plane links are both down in the video description as a bonus you'll get exclusive access to the discord server where you can chat with myself john rhett steve all of the hosts from talking heads and keep the conversation going over there with the awesome community that is ever growing uh like this video if you liked it subscribe to craft computing if you haven't done so already subscribe to hops and brews where we used to guest star a lot more often but not
1: <laughs> recently actually i just did a review with them. oh did not you too long ago. yeah i did yeah nice
0: yeah so steve, steve still gets an opportunity to yeah, be on Hops and brews. i don't live that far yeah yeah uh but yeah uh thank you so much for checking us out and as always we will see you next week cheers all